Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, February 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A Pennsylvania man who was wanted on attempted murder charges was killed after opening fire on two fugitive task force officers in Baltimore on Wednesday. The officers, one a Baltimore County detective and the other a detective in the city of Baltimore, were both assigned to the Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force and were trying to serve a warrant out of, a Pens- out of Pennsylvania for attempted murder, said U.S. Marshal Service spokesman. The suspect is 33-year-old Michael Marullo of Scranton, who was wanted on a slew of charges, including attempted homicide. The suspect has not officially been identified by police in Baltimore. On Tuesday night, Marullo allegedly discharged his weapon during a verbal argument on the 1300 block of Summit Avenue in Lower Chichester Township. No one was injured, but U.S. Marshals received information that Marullo was in Baltimore and tipped off investigators. On Wednesday, authorities in Maryland found him and a shootout ensued. The suspect was fatally shot, but police haven't released information on who shot him. One officer was shot in the leg, the other in the stomach. One of the officers had surgery, and both are awake but still in very serious condition. Mm -hmm. A Pennsylvania man was charged with DUI for the seventh time after driving the wrong way on the media bypass in Delaware County, according to Upper Providence Township Police. When was this? Um, It was a little while ago, but Kate, it was, um, I think, on Tuesday. Um, But Case, don't worry, he's from Berks County. He was just in Delaware County driving. Authorities said this is the case. Um, It's another blatant example of why Deanna's Law, which aims to crack down on repeat DUI offenders needs to pass in the state. Police said the Berks County man identified as 41-year-old Johnny Paul Martinka III was driving the wrong way on the heavily traveled section of Route 1 where traffic often goes well beyond the posted speed limit of 55 miles per hour. Well, I, I mean, I was on that road four times, four different times on um, on Saturday, you know, and, and every single time I had uh, at least one child with me. Like, people like this guy, they, they pissed me off so bad. Like, dude, yeah, I mean, get they said your it could, ass it, together, It man. could have been a disaster, but yeah. fortunately, um, so there was an officer that was, was right there, and that's kind of why it was diverted. But at about 9.30 on Tuesday, 9.30 in the evening, police said the driver of the Ford F-250 was traveling southbound in the northbound lanes. Upper Providence police officer Scott Ellis happened to be entering the northbound ramp when he saw the truck coming his way. He activated his emergency lights and siren, placed the vehicle in a diagonal blocking position, uh, and the vehicle, vehicle coming towards him had to stop abruptly. Police said Martika, uh, the driver of the Ford, then attempted to get away, sideswiping the officer's car, but another patrol car was blocking him from going any further. I'm trying to think of where he got on. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Because like, we used to be there all the time. That's where Y100 yeah, back right. in, in the day is uh, located off of that. So. Yeah, so did he get on at 252? Is that what he was saying? No, that didn't say where he got on. Okay. Police said that uh, he was so heavily intoxicated, he thought that he was in Berks County trying to get to his welding job. Whoa. Oh, my God. I wonder how people, um, you know, how... How this happened? You said seven times, right? For this guy. So yeah. So this is his seventh DUI in ten years. So years ago, a female comedian that was an up and comer when I just started doing stand up, she was on the Long Island Expressway, head on collision oh. with a drunk guy going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And you find that this guy had been arrested for the same thing in the same DUI and three times going the wrong way on a main thoroughfare. Well, why is this guy not in jail? And listen, you know, my my heart goes out to anybody who's suffering from substance abuse issues, but. but you know, um, this guy, get your act together because you're going to kill somebody. See, yeah. he was also driving with a suspe- suspended license. Why this he, guy needs to go to jail yeah, for like a long time. Jail? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, Deanna's law, which is pending in Harrisburg, would require repeat DUI offenders to wear continuous alcohol monitors known as CAMs that would alert authorities when they start drinking again. Deanna's law has uh, already passed in the Senate. Now it's in the House waiting to be approved. Authorities across the state are urging residents to push their representative to pass this law once and for all. A scathing report came out yesterday involving the safety of food that we eat. Consumer advocates allege some supermarkets are failing to warn the public about food recalls. A scorecard by the Public uh, Interest Research Group gives many chains a failing grade when it comes to warning customers about hazardous foods. The CDC estimates every year 48 million Americans contract a foodborne illness, resulting in 128,000 people being hospitalized. The Consumer Advocacy Group, uh, PIRG, says grocery stores should be the consumer's best recall notification system. But instead, uh, they said that their study found that consumers must go on a nearly impossible scavenger hunt to learn if they've purchased contaminated food. As a consumer, the best thing you can do is to not listen to the news and not watch any documentaries about how food is shipped uh, and prepared. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be fine. And they took a look at the recall policies for 26 of the nation's largest supermarkets, including in-store and direct consumer notification programs. The Consumer Advocacy Group did not look at all of the big chains in our area, but they did give an, a grade F to 84% of the supermarkets that it did score. <laughs> But the National Grocers Association says companies have improved on the recall response time and on the communication, meaning products are being pulled off of the shelves faster. Uh, if you go to PIRG's website, uh, you can check the list of stores and how they graded them. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are young. Both the Sixers and the Flyers were off last night, and the Sixers will be off for another week for the NBA All-Star break. They return to action on Thursday with a game in Brooklyn against the Nets. The Flyers, who are looking to bounce back from the tough loss against the Islanders on Tuesday night, return to the ice tonight with a game in South Florida against the Panthers. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. And last night on the main line, the Villanova Wildcats retired the jersey of Ryan Archidiacono. Before the game, he tweeted, Honestly, still doesn't feel real. The school I grew up dreaming of playing at is going to retire my jersey. Just can't believe it. Such an honor. The number 15-ranked Wildcats then went on to beat number 18-ranked uh, Mar- Marquette Golden Eagles. Uh, Colin Gillespie had 14 points and hit a three-pointer with just over two minutes remaining. Jeremiah Robinson Earl had 17 points and 11 rebounds. And Villanova held on for a 72-71 win to end a three-game losing streak. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're filled to the gills with stuff and giveaways this morning. And we are happy you're going to be a part of it. A uh, few people stopping by today. We're going to have comedian John Door in our studio. He's performing at Helium Comedy Club. We'll spend some time with him. We also have uh, from a show, a Netflix program, six episodes, by the way, for Restaurants on the Edge. And we have Nick Liberato. Who Liberato. This morning. Yeah. It's a cool name. Uh, then we also have someone we had just heard about via a uh, text, and we did a shard out. She won an Oscar the other night and is from Phoenixville yeah. and will be in our studio. Colleen Grogan will be here, and she is. One of the uh, creative uh, minds behind learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. I watched it last night. It's about 40 minutes long. Preston, you and Casey especially should watch this movie because it's about these young girls. You both have daughters, and uh, it will be very moving to you. It's, uh, oh, okay. I can't, I can't recommend it more highly. Excellent. The only issue is where to watch it right now because it's a short documentary that uh, was released in limited, um, well, right. limited release. So we'll figure out from Colleen when we have her on where you can actually see it. Even better yet, Preston. She just got a big promotion, and she's producing TV shows. 
shows. So All right. Can, she's working with Alan, so we should schmooze her big time. <laughs> well, we'll do that. Yeah. And then uh, she'll be by in the 9 o'clock hour. And speaking of the 9 o'clock hour, we have a chance for you to win. $500 MX gift card. Whoa. If you watched Dr. Oz yesterday, we'll have a question. And the whole thing surrounding all of this, all encompassing during our program today, Duncan Spread the Love Caravan oh, yes. with Dr. Love himself, Pierre Robert. Unbelievable. Will be, well, he's supposed to be here in 15 minutes. I just got off the phone with him. Shut up. He was standing. He was, he was standing. He was brushing his teeth. I'm amazed. He, he was moving forward. Now, I asked him. Was he brushing his teeth or was someone holding his hand and moving it up and down? Steve, I've made this phone call many times over the years. All right, yeah, I know. And, and yeah. the first question you ask after you, are you standing, is, are you lying to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he assured me that he is actually in motion. Because right. who can conduct the caravan better than he? Right. Nobody. And we had solicited uh, for businesses who have uh, on-site, uh, you know, works, work, uh, work sites, yes. I should say. And... Uh, we're going to send out the big Duncan caravan of love with Pierre this morning for those who might need a break and a little bit of love as we're right on the cusp of Valentine's Day. So he is going to be heading out with the crew from Duncan with coffee and donuts and all kinds of really good stuff. So we'll, we'll give you the rundown of where he's going to be and we'll check in with him as we spread the love. And you can look for the Duncan Community Cruiser serving free samples of delicious Duncan coffee at community events all over the greater Philadelphia region. So we will do that through the course of the morning today, too. And we have other stuff to uh, give away to sprinkle throughout the broadcast. So why don't we take a much-needed break, come back in just a moment, and a stupid question with some entertainment reports for you. That's on the way next. We'll keep you company this morning. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, we're going to ask a stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away a pair of movie tickets from Fandango, if you can answer this question. Which animated Disney princess is the only princess with dimples? The only princess with dimples. Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you are perceptive and know this answer. Which animated Disney princess is the only princess with dimples, two one five two six three WMMR. Casey wrote down an answer that is incorrect. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if somebody can get this correct. All right. So birthdays today, Thursday, February thirteenth. I'm going to start with the biggest one in the world of music. Former Genesis frontman and oh. incredibly talented musician, Mr. Peter Gabriel, turned seventy years old. Big seven zero today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He Super is, talented. He's amazing. Uh, just all the way around. Never seen him live. I have yeah, a couple have. times, and the yeah. last time I saw him, Preston, was when they were playing the entire So album, and it was great. Yeah. Unbelievable. I was in the emergency room that night. Uh, I was supposed to go see that one. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. Man, he's he's uh, the, the consummate performer. Yeah. Has done a whole bunch of weird... You know, in the early days of Genesis, he would come out of like as a crab and stuff. Yeah, he'd so, wear outrageous yeah, costumes. Outrageous things. Yeah. In fact, Casey, he was doing the haircut you did at the um, at oh. the camp out for hunger, yeah. Uh, the the old guy. The, in fact, there's a picture years before it was fashionable. He shaved the um, receding hairline thing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, 
Uh, what a talent. Uh, surrounded himself with some incredible musicians over the years and uh, has written some really beautiful songs. It's weird because I didn't know Genesis back then. I only knew the Phil Collins Genesis, right. which is like a little bubble gummy, and I love it. Uh, but his version of Genesis was like... Well, they were really prog, yeah. they were prog rock, very yeah. prog rock. Uh, yeah, they they did conceptual stuff, but even after Peter left, I, I get it. They, they, Genesis stayed with it for a little while. You're exactly yeah. right. And then they start they slowly morphed over the years, which is kind of the pattern for a lot of bands. Yeah, they will yeah. do that. But but, but you're right, Preston. They had a good run, continuing yeah. with the prog rock stuff, and then what they had was a guy who sounded almost exactly like Peter Gabriel, almost identical. Yeah. It was incredible, and they had they had actually auditioned. Tons of people before Phil just said, yeah. you know, I'll try it if you want. And, <laughs> and it <laughs> worked. They got out of yeah. Crazy. Incredible. This so. this album, the, the double live album, um, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, Case is yeah. phenomenal yeah. from beginning to end. Happy birthday to Peter Gabriel, seven years old. I'm sure Pierre will uh, do some uh, special tributes today. Uh, also another birthday in the world of music and decidedly different than Peter Gabriel, Mr. Henry Rollins. Has his birthday today. He is uh, 59 years old. Uh, I'm a big fan of Henry. His uh, more so just his stand up, or not his stand up, but his spoken word stuff. Yeah. Um, he, you know, uh, he gave up the music years and years ago. He doesn't do that anymore. I do. There are a couple things I like from Henry Rollins. Never really got into Black Flag, no. but. But his spoken word stuff—it's amazing because he will—he will—he will talk nonstop for a good, you know, hour, hour and a half, and he works pretty much. Every single day, he does, does not he? take breaks. He he goes show after show after wow. show after show after show, and every single show is different. He doesn't do a standard monologue. No, he that's just, pretty amazing. He changes it up. Yeah, and everyone, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it when I read that. Right, but he's, he's just kind of a renaissance guy. He's this guy that's just full of ideas constantly, and uh, he's yeah, he's really talented in that regard. I thought one of the, the and I, again, we're big fans of people who are very self-deprecating, and he was. He was talking about getting rid of all these albums that he thought wasn't they they weren't cool. Yeah. when yeah. he was a kid, and then going back to the record store years later and buying them all back. Yeah, he's fifty nine today. Happy birthday to Henry Rollins, Mena Savari. The actress, uh, a couple of the American Pie movies and American Beauty. Uh, and then she kind of fizzled out for a bit, but she resurfaces from time to time. Uh, she's still working today. She is uh, 41 years old. Uh, Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah. He's now a judge, Preston. Do you have a show yet? Yeah, it's, he's Judge He's judge Jerry. Oh, goodness. Uh, I don't think he was ever actually, he was a lawyer, but I don't think he ever made. You know, the position of judge. Yeah, he's uh, 76 today. Uh, it's also Stockard Channing's birthday. Whoa! Bite the weenie, Riz. <laughs> Wait, relish. Uh, 76 years old. She was 30-something when she played the high school student. She was actually 70, Preston. Where she's 70. Okay. Uh, outlandishly uh, too old, but it worked because everyone was older. Just a few yeah, yeah. weeks ago, it was on the weekend, and my... Daughter decided she wanted to watch Grease. She'd never seen it? No. Wow. So we sat down, and it's the first time I've watched the movie from beginning to end, and I couldn't tell you how long. Right. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. Was she digging it? She liked it, too. Wow. She liked it a lot. Because the songs are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun, and a lot of the, the dirty stuff went over her head, and that's fine. Right, yeah. Uh, but it was um, it, it was cool to, to watch. And I, I for the first time since maybe I saw it in the movie theater, I sat through the entire portion of this <laughs> this yeah. song right here and i and i have since come to appreciate riz's stance and you remember the lesson we learned if you want to get a guy be a whore yeah, yeah. there you go 
Uh, this was a tune out for me as well as Beauty School Dropout. I yeah, never me too. really, yeah, yeah. I love Beauty School Dropout. I, really? I know, you always say that. I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but uh, Stocker Channing is 76 today. George Siegel, great actor. Love him. Uh, currently on the Goldbergs. And he's great on the Goldbergs. And has the grandfather. Just shoot me. He was great on. He has, he has a. a, a a list of great, great movies he's been in. And, in fact, sometimes, Preston, when they talk about his war years on the Goldbergs, they'll just grab snaps from some of the war movies he's mm. been in. <laughs> it's right? hilarious. It's hilarious. I would love to live life the way he does on the Goldbergs with those outfits. They uh, look like the, the oh most comfortable God. clothing you could possibly, and he just doesn't care. Yeah, putting the leisure in leisure wear. Yeah. Uh, he's 86. Uh, Steve Kim Novak from Vertigo. Yes. Is 87 years old. Classic-looking Alfred Hitchcock uh, actress. You know, the, the, the porcelain skin, blonde. Um, so, yeah, she was very attractive. Yep. American hero Chuck Yeager also celebrates his oh my birthday God. today. How yep. old? He's 97 years Whoa. old. You know, there's a certain symmetry to having him have his birthday the same day Jerry Springer does. <laughs> <Are you laughs> Two American heroes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. even put that I mean, together. think about two people have propelled this country forward in so many ways. Yeah, groundbreakers. <laughs> and the risk that he, Jerry Springer, took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, trying to do a judge show. He's never done that before. But yeah, if you want to see, the, I think, the definitive or read the right stuff, either read it or see the movie. Uh, and you'll get an incredible appreciation for freaking Chuck Yeager. I'd also like to read his biography. My dad read it and said it was fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. First man to break the sound barrier. 97 years old today, Chuck Yeager. Uh, then the last birthday is Prince Michael Jackson. Oh. oh okay. He is 23 years old oh, today. Oh, wow. And I know, oh, right? God. For all outward appearances, a pretty well-adjusted Real, the, guy. The yeah. He seems to be okay. Yeah. Was he the oldest? I think uh, so. I thought Paris was, but I may be wrong. You, you're There's probably right. Prince too. Michael Jackson, Paris, and Blanket. Hel- Blanket. Blanket. Which I don't know who Blanket's right. real name. Uh, so I, I was thinking about that this morning. <laughs> who was he hanging out the balcony uh, when he was? was, it, I was think it that was Blanket. Blanket. I thought yeah. that was Blanket. Yeah. 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 Blanket. I Didn't you guys? Did you guys ever Banky. watch uh, uh, Bear in the Big Blue House? Anybody ever yeah. watched? Yeah, 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 there was yeah. a song in that show under my blanket. Do you remember that at all? No. Oh, my God. So, I mean, we're going back like 20 years ago. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind. That just reminds you of... <laughs> yes. It, remind it you of just blanket. reminds me of Chuck Yeager. <laughs> <laughs> Another true American hero. Yeah. Wait, Under so... my blankie. <laughs> Do you have a piece of Beeman's and a blue blankie? Uh, <laughs> Load me one. I'll yeah. pay you back later. <laughs> what, uh, Kath? Um, so... Whose birthday do you have today? Uh, Paris. Paris. Or no, not Paris. No, I'm sorry. Prince, Prince well, Michael Jackson. So Prince Michael Jackson's birthday is not until February 21st. Remember there were two Today princes? there's, it's just Michael Joseph no, no, Jackson. No, no, no. Oh, Preston's right. They're both named Prince. Oh, there was both Prince, Prince. Yeah, there was Prince oh. Michael the first and Prince Michael the second. Okay. Oh, so Prince Michael the second is blanket. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Here we go. We're back to the bottom. My blanket, my blue blanket, give me my blue blanket. I'm sorry. I don't like people touching my blue blanket. It's not important. It's a minor compulsion. I can deal with it if I want to. It's just that I've had it ever since I was a baby and I find it very comforting. Well, we'll have to find out when Blanket's birthday is and play that again. So. 
It's the, 20, the be- it's the 21st, so... It, oh, really? It's right around the corner. Let's Next get week. ready. Yeah. I want to play the beginning of that again. <laughs> my blanket! My blue blanket! Give me my blue blanket! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this question, which animated Disney princess is the only princess with dimples. 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we will go to Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Melissa, Why? I don't know. Hi, Melissa. What is your answer? Uh, Tia- Princess Tiana. Yes, that is correct. Oh. Who is that? I don't know that From the... Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog, yeah. That's correct. Yep. All right, hang on, uh, Melissa. We are going to give you... A pair of movie tickets from Fandango. Everybody loves a trip to the movies. Don't get stuck in line for a sold-out show on Valentine's Day. Reserve your seats with Fandango. And you can do that now and feel the love. Head to Fandango.com slash get tickets. All right. Uh, We're going to start with this. Snoop Dogg has officially apologized to Gail King. Uh, Uh, You know, he he had kind of half-assed on it. Now he's officially done it. He said, two wrongs don't make no right. He's right. Two wrongs don't make no right. Yeah, when you're wrong, you gotta fix it. He said this in an Instagram video. He's Gail been, King, you're the shiznit. <laughs> he's been uh, blasting King since uh, she conducted an interview with WNBA player Lisa Leslie last week that touched on the legacy of the late Kobe Bryant and uh, had asked about uh, his 2003 rape charge. In response, Snoop Dogg set off a firestorm of Instagram on Instagram referencing his anger toward King. Uh, but uh, he had wrapped up that particular statement by saying, uh, you know, respect the family and back off, uh, bitch, before we come and get you. <laughs> God. Snoop clarified uh, his comments more defensively over the weekend, uh, insisting that he didn't threaten King, saying that he was very nonviolent and spoke from the heart. But on Wednesday, he offered a more heartfelt, nuanced apology. He said, Gail King, I publicly tore you down by coming at you in a derogatory manner based off of emotions about me being angry about questions that you asked. I overreacted, should have handled it in a different, uh, should have handled it a way, it way different than that. I was raised way better than that. And he said, so I would like to apologize to you publicly for the language that I used and calling you out and just being disrespectful. I didn't mean to be like that. I was just expressing myself for a friend who wasn't here to defend himself. Hopefully we can sit down and talk privately. Well, there you go. Yeah, I guess uh, so. But don't say you were raised way better than that. Have you listened to your album, Doggy Style? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You were not raised way better than that. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, listen to Doggy Style. Yep. Listen to the lyrics of that entire album. The shiznit is all relative. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. how. I'm sure they're going to have a ba- uh, high-level uh, powwow very soon. King received backlash for the interview clip on the uh, the internet and several celebrities, including rapper 50 Cent, had voiced support for Snoop Dogg's sentiment. In a two-part video posted to Twitter last week, King discussed the controversy, pointing fingers at the network for releasing the Bryant question as a standalone clip. She said, if I had only seen that clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me, too. Uh, I'm mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I'm very angry. Unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, totally taken out of context, and when you see it that way, it's very jarring. Steve, were you saying that uh, he should go on with Gail King? No, I'm, I'm joking. I was just saying that, uh, though, that, that would be... I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah maybe it would be. I, I have not seen this full interview, though, and it's my understanding that that, that, that question came... Um, um, there was a whole bunch of yeah. Kobe love, and then it was oh, yeah. there was just an aspect of it. And, and I think, honestly, I think her original story, Gail King's original story, that CBS excised that small portion and put it out... Yeah. 
and it was the issue. That sent off the firestorm. It, it wasn't even a very pointed question no, either. No, it was no. just a general question. Do you people. think? Yeah, yeah. So, but it was, you know, listen, it was fairly soon after after the uh, um, the tragedy yeah. and people were still... You know, Processing. Yeah, it was still a lot of raw nerves. So, But they, they should have not just taken that tiny little bit. Uh, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez may have bought a home of their very own. Bezos is the new owner of a 13,000-square-foot Beverly Hills mansion. The home, which was originally designed for Warner Brothers Studios executive Jack Warner in the 1930s, features two guest houses, a tennis court, a swimming pool, and a nine-hole golf course as well. Uh, Bezos reportedly paid uh, film producer David Geffen $165 million for the estate, which makes it the most expensive home ever sold in California. We were just talking about the estate that was uh, the house they would use for the Beverly Hillbillies. They were looking at that. Right. Actually, Bezos and Sanchez's house hunting was a hot topic among high-end L.A. real estate brokers. Uh, The uh, iconic Chartwell estate, as you had mentioned, Steve, best known for being featured in the opening credits of the Beverly Hillbillies, was among the properties that Bezos and Sanchez reportedly toured. Uh, that property has since been purchased by fellow billionaire uh, Lachlan Murdoch, the son of News Corp founder Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch paid approximately $150 million for the estate, making it the most expensive home ever sold in Los Angeles. This other one that Bezos bought is the most expensive in California. Unbelievable. $165 million. Bezos and his girlfriend are also rumored to have toured Casa Encantada. That's a, the Mario Lopez estate. A 40,000-square-foot estate in Bel Air. God. That mansion features a guest house, a pool house, a basketball court, a tennis court, greenhouses, a rose garden, and koi ponds, all with restored 1930s fir- uh, finishings. Man. Casa Encantada has an asking price of $225 million, making it the most expensive property currently on the market in the United States, but so, that hasn't moved at all. Who was the former owner of that one? I don't Ca- know. Casa um, Enchilada? Encantada. <laughs> okay. Uh, a representative for that house did not respond to Business Insider's request for comment on Bezos' interest in the property. Welcome to Casa Enchilada. <laughs> that is some serious loot. So, uh, uh, and, and right now, I mean, that $165 million estate, it's just them, right? Just the two of them in their house? Yeah. 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 Keep, it, keep in mind, $225 million for Casa Encantada yeah. is almost a quarter of a billion dollars for a house. What for a place he... to call your own. Unbelievable. What's does he fart out in uh, in interest? Uh, you know, oh, it, it's, it's crazy. I, we had a, there was a stat uh, a couple weeks ago that within 15 minutes uh, during one week he had made an additional eight billion dollars. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. Have you guys ever seen um, the movie uh, Real Genius? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you know when there's a guy that comes out of the closet, <laughs> Laszlo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Laszlo, and then disappears, and the kid's not sure if he really saw him or not. Yeah. Did Pierre just come in here and walk back out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A moment yeah. ago. That was Pierre. It was not a Sasquatch sighting. Yeah. He, yeah. he, yeah. he, he, he was right over here, right? He was yeah. right there. Yeah. And I, I heard a few clunky things, but I was yeah. in the middle of a story. He, he was, want him back? He was going through some twigs, and, and he was eating some berries. Oh, now he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the, in the uh, Xfinity Lounge, and yeah. now he's working his way back. There in. he is. By the way, Laszlo. That's my new name for him now. Did you know that Laszlo is Uncle Rico? Yeah, I know. Okay. I think I heard him saying I would love to do more Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Oh. What the hell is Laszlo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This is a rare occurrence <laughs> yeah. for you folks listening at before 7 a.m. live on the radio in the studios at One Bala Plaza. Pierre Robert yeah! is right here live for possibly the first time ever. The waves of love are coming from you right now. Oh, it's I so can feel intense. it. It's like heat. Yes. I can feel it. The yeah. energy. Yeah. You owe me big time. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. I have given everything <laughs> for this show. My life's blood, the essence of my being, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it again. Look at those eyes! Precious oh my sleep. god! <laughs> Unbelievable! I don't go to bed before two thirty or three, so yeah. I got two hours of sleep, and that's all I need. Did you that's really go to bed that late last night? Yeah. Oh. I don't, oh but my I, god! I tried to go to bed early. Well, no, I went to bed at two. I'm sorry, it was early. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You, you're like. God. Renee Zellweger, your eyes are just so. I I feel like Renee this, Zellweger. This morning, I As just I feel more like Judy Garland. <laughs> Listen, this morning I, I just finished Martini. I just finished the audiobook of The Old Man and the Sea this morning while I was coming I heard in you talking about you it are Santiago <laughs> dragging his mast to the hut to go to sleep. Who's Santiago? I'll take the seventh caller. <laughs> He's the old man. How you doing? I'm good. Awesome, man. Where are we going? What am I doing? We're going to three places. Why am I here? Yeah, it's a good question. What's that, Admiral? What's his name? How did all these people get in my room? (laughs) One of the best lines, Sinatra and uh, whenever any of the Rat Pack would be together... Um, if Frank was on stage, all of a sudden Dean would come on wheeling a cart of booze <laughs> and ice bucket and glasses and heading straight towards Frank. And the crowd would applause and applaud. And Dean would, in a shock look, turn to the right and go, how do all these people get in our room? <laughs> yep. Every time. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you are headed to three locations with the Duncan Caravan of Love. That's and it. you're going to head to uh, CSG, uh, Telecommunications Company in Conshohocken. Okay. Uh, then you're headed to an undisclosed uh, location. Some of these some of these businesses actually don't even want any uh, real press, or they they don't want any mentions. Uh, but they just want to get the love, and they're going to get it this morning. So we have a, a woman named Hetty. You're going to go visit, and they where's Hetty? She's in Malvern. She's in Malvern, yeah. She's yep. in the corporate center, and uh, she's a huge fan of MMR. Sixty-seven years old, been listening wow. her whole life. She, wow, she's so excited to have us come out today. Okay, and, and then you're headed to the Hetty. Park. I'm heading your way. <laughs> <laughs> then you're headed There's to the a ha- thrill. I mean, I mean, Jesus I don't freaking know what the Christ! Hell I'm doing what? <laughs> well, you just keep interrupting me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Then you're I headed. Thanks for coming in. Go ahead. Uh, Haven't heard YMCA. The third one. It's where you're headed to. YMCA? That's the one. Call me the village people. That's I'm right. over. You, uh, I'm yeah. the Indian. That's okay. a really nice we, one, isn't it, Case? I'm a construction what? worker. It's a, a new one. New one. Yeah, YMCA. it's. I was going to say the newest one, but actually the newest one is up uh, in uh, Upper Montgomery County. But anyway, it's my... Annabelle. No, it's <laughs> my personal wife. Oh, I like to go to. Yeah. You do your swimming there? I do my swimming there. Right. I do my uh, uh, elliptical there. I well, do, um, I, for one, am incredibly <laughs> excited about how this is going to turn out. Yes. And if you want, you grab a snooze in the back of the uh, the, uh, the vehicle, taking you over there. Yeah, you don't have to drive from yeah, there. Yeah, we, got, okay. we got a crew taking you. We, we got acclimated drivers. We do have acclimated drivers, <laughs> okay. and we got the Duncan Caravan. But okay. we need to get you on the road now yes. so we can I'm, make sure we get to all the locations. I'm ready. Rock. <laughs> all right. Ready, ready rock. rock. Yeah, ready, Rock. You, Preston. <laughs> get right. out of here, kid. Let's go, Preston. <laughs> right. We'll see you. Right. Bear, yeah. give, give his music again, all please, right. if you would, because that's, uh, yeah, there, there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. We 
Arrow Bear. Oh, my God. All put together. Headed out with the Duncan. Goodbye. Spread the love caravan. Oh, my God. It looks like one of those powerful stories on HBO where a caregiver is sending someone off at the airport and like, you'll make it. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, do you want some other entertainment stories? Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't wait to hear the first report from the location. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. He'll be awake and ready to go by then. All right. Uh, a new Jonas kid is heading our way. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are expecting the first <laughs> show. Exciting news. The pair attended the Grammy Awards together in January. They were spotted out and about recently in London with a baggy sweatshirt. Ooh, they just oh so it, two of them in a baggy sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Yeah. I can't even believe it. So, They're just like us. So, I wear baggy sweatshirts sometimes, Preston. The 23-year-old Game of Thrones alum, Sansa Stark, and 30-year-old singer married in a surprise Las Vegas ceremony in May of 2019 after the Billboard Music Awards and then again at Chateau de Toreau in Sarians, France, over the summer. Uh, they were first linked in 2016 and made their red carpet debut two years later. Uh, Kevin and Danielle Jonas share two daughters, and Nick and Priyanka Jonas, who married, excuse me, in 2018, <clears throat> do not have any kids as of yet. So they got one on the way. That's nice. Uh, I also think this is nice. Rick Moranis will make his long-awaited return to acting with a role in the upcoming reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really? Uh, Moranis will return to the Disney franchise and the big screen in general for the first time since 1997. His story is very impressive, yeah. It was, it was a fun movie, and I've always loved Rick Moranis, but he actually, when his wife passed away, he took time off, walked away from the industry to take care of his kids. Yep. That's pretty wild. Titled Shrunk, the reboot will star Josh Gad as the son of Moranis's uh, inventor Wayne Zielinski, uh, and uh, Moranis signed on to reprise his role in some capacity in the upcoming film. Uh, Joe Johnston, uh, the director of the 1989 Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, will helm the reboot. This is his first on-screen movie in over 23 years as he left the movie industry, as Steve was saying, following the death of his wife to breast cancer. Uh, his last on-screen role was that year's direct-to-video sequel, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Uh, he opted instead to raise his children out of the spotlight, but he continued to do voice work for animated films over the past two decades. In 2015, after uh, Ghostbusters uh, co-stars signed on to Cameo in the reboot of that franchise, he explained his decision to skip out on the semi-reunion. He said, I took a break, which turned into a longer break. Uh, but I'm interested in anything that I would find interesting. I love that line. Yeah, that's a good good way to approach it. I still get the occasional query about a film or television role, and as soon as one comes along that piques my interest, I'll probably do it. But Ghostbusters didn't appeal to me. He actually did a voiceover for the Goldbergs, Preston, when they did the uh, Spaceballs episode. Yeah. And so in a dream sequence, Adam goes to sleep, and then when he wakes up, Dark Helmet comes into his room. Now, he wasn't playing Dark Helmet, but he provided the voice for him. Uh, at the time, Moranis, who also starred in beloved films like Spaceballs, Little Giants, Little Shop of Horrors, uh, also foresaw the fourth Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel, although he didn't express an interest in appearing in it. He said, it's hard to come up with the origin- with original material. Occasionally they get it right or else they wouldn't attempt to do these things. I'm surprised that Disney hasn't done Honey, I Shrunk the Grandkids. But I'm happy that uh, with the things uh, I said yes to, and I'm very happy with the many things I've said no to. Yes, I am picky, and I'll continue to be picky. Picky has worked for me. Wasn't this so? The sequel there was Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and then the second one was 
honey, I, I blew up blew the baby. Blew up the kids. I blew up the baby. The line was, uh, honey, I blew up the baby, but it was, I, th- I think I blew up the kids. I or thought something. it was, yeah. Yeah, but he had, when he calls her, he says, honey, I blew up the baby. Uh, so, yeah, they did a couple of versions of yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the quality dropped off dramatically, but the first one I really love. Yeah, it's called Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. All right. Uh, so he's back at it, which is great. That's awesome. Shanna Doherty is opening up about her battle with stage four breast cancer. The 90210 star took to Instagram to thank her fans for supporting her and said that she's been struggling to find her footing. Uh, Capturing a shot of herself riding a horse across a beautiful landscape, she wrote, I want to thank all of you for your love, prayers, and support. It's an odd time right now, and I find my feet not completely underneath me. Uh, She also said, uh, to say I have stress is an understatement. Uh, To say that I'm struggling is mild, but I believe that I will find my footing. I'll dig deep for the inner strength. I need to face it all. Uh, and I pray I do it with dignity and grace. She concluded the post saying, I have so much to say, so much to share. I will. For now, please know how much you all help lift me. Wow. Uh, her breast cancer went into remission in 2017. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it uh, came back. She was diagnosed about a year ago and decided to speak out after a court case with her insurance company uh, that detailed her health concerns threatened to make her battle public. So she came out with that. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. How about this one? Uh, Jamila Jamil is lashing back at critics who are accusing her of fabricating health issues. The 33-year-old Good Place actress responded to viral social media posts claiming that she has Munchausen syndrome ah. or fictitious disorder. Oh. Uh, both involve feigning health issues to get attention. Uh, the criticism also follows blowback that she got from coming out as queer on Twitter. Uh, naysayers are pointing out what they believe are discrepancies in past interviews she's given about suffering injuries in car accidents and other maladies. Uh, she wrote on Twitter, first, I'm not lying about my sexuality. Uh, or, no, she, she was stating this. First, I'm lying about my sexuality. Now I'm being accused of Munchausen's. By an unhinged idiot who didn't realize in all her research that my car accident injury stories are different because they were about two separate car accidents 13 years apart. Uh, In a follow-up, she tweeted that she suffers from uh, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. What's that? Which affects connective tissues, including skin, joints, and blood vessels. Uh, She explained the lesser-known condition makes people doubt your illness and injuries because you look okay even though you have it. Uh, She has been open about other scares, too, including concern over cancer, experiences with mercury poisoning, and seizures as well. And she claims to have a peanut allergy as well. Does she? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, there's just people are just saying she complains about a lot, I guess, and they think maybe now she's making it up, but she's saying that ain't the case. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yep, exactly. Uh, Let's see. Kate Middleton popped up in Northern Ireland for an unannounced visit. Uh, she went there to meet with locals about her new mission to support early childhood development. It's hard to have an unannounced visit when this music starts playing when you walk in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was trying to sneak in here. Uh, she toured a farm in uh, New Townards called... New Towners. New Towners. Okay, all right. Come on. Uh, called the Ark Open Farm and spoke to local parents and grandparents about their experiences raising young children. So it's difficult to raise children <laughs> younger and then they get larger and they'll grow out of their various clothing that we purchase for them. And then, of course, you feed them and send them to school. Well, good visit. I'll see you later. 
Uh, the farm has a number of play and enrichment activities for children. Go, go play with the cow. Mm. Uh, after throwing a rager for her 50th, Jennifer Aniston opted to keep her 51st birthday party smaller and more intimate. Uh, she hit West Hollywood Sunset Tower Hotel and uh, for a dinner with her close circle of friends, people reports. There's Brad Pitt there. Oh! No. Well, if he was, they left him out of the story, which I can't imagine why they would leave him out of the story. Uh, she did post some pictures. Steve and I were looking at them yesterday. She's, oh. She looks amazing. These are recent photos? These are recent yeah. photos. Yeah, she's 51. Crap. Yeah. She looks phenomenal. I'll be there for you. Phenomenal. Yeah, man. Those two words apply. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, among the attendees were Courtney Cox, jewelry designer to the stars Jennifer Mayer. And Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager. <laughs> it's his birthday today. Yeah. Yeah. Mayer. Uh, no, writer, producer, Molly McNearney. McNearney. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was a great 51st birthday party. It must have been. All the uphill battles she's had. It was very low key. So, Uh, I mean, remember she was, I told you, Preston, she was a question on Jeopardy the other night. Uh, What was her, what was the question? Her first starring role. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that was in uh, Leprechaun. Leprechaun. We're big fans of that. Leprechaun. Hey, look at the leprechaun. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, you know what, we'll just wrap it there and we'll get into the, I'm ready for clips. I have uh, some clips to play for you. Uh, where the hell are they? Where are they? No, I got them. I got them. I thought they were mystery clumps, but they are not. <laughs> uh, let's go with this. In Katie Keene, a new spinoff of Riverdale. They have Ooh. a spinoff of Riverdale? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. Katie Keene. Uh, an aspiring fashionista moves Ooh. to New York to chase her dreams. Uh, here, star Lucy Hale uh, discusses her level of familiarity with the comic series prior to accepting the role. Here we go. I didn't know much about Katie Keene. I knew that she was like the it fashion girl. And I, so I like Googled a bunch of images before I went and met with them for the first time. And I guess it was really cool back in the 50s or whenever she was first, they first started to write for her. You could submit your designs and then Katie Keene would wear them in the comic, which I thought was really cool. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Of course, she's incredibly good looking as the entire cast of Riverdale is. Yes. Uh, Katie Keene airs tonight. That's at 8 o'clock on the CW. We have the next clip. Oh, bring the volume up on that. A very tight-knit group of friends help a man embrace his new normal after after the death of his wife in The Unicorn. In this clip, star Walton Goggins discusses the silly moments that can happen after someone overcomes a tragedy. Here we go. His wife passed away, and he has he has two daughters. And at first glance, it wouldn't be funny, but pain and joy are infused with absurdity, and and that's uh, that's what life is. Life is funny in those moments. But, uh, the guy is actually very good. You know him from uh, he's been in a number of series. I think Sons of Anarchy or Breaking Bad. I think he was in. No, he was in Justified. Hateful Eight. Yeah, Hateful Eight. He's also yeah. in uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, so he's always playing kind of an evil guy, and in this, he's a sort of a vulnerable guy, and it's uh, it works. Yeah, he's Shows become funny. he's become a darling of uh, Tarantino. Yeah, uh, he was also in um, the Apostle, which is a pretty wild movie. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he's in uh, the Unicorn now, which airs tonight at eight thirty on CBS. And there you go. Yeah, that's the report for man this morning. So uh, <laughs> we're all set to go. We got our rip roaring correspondent. Pierre Robert, I've never seen him quite like that before. He came in running. It was reminding me, you know, you know, the comedian Rip Torn used to come in with the confetti. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's he it's was just excitement. unbelievably up. And he and he said to us, "If you missed it, he said 
I really realize I'm a morning person. He does. He does realize it now. So all you got to do is get up and get moving, and there you are. You realize you're a person you didn't even know you were. You know what excites him, though? Spreading the love. Yeah. Spreading the Duncan love. <laughs> he will be doing that this morning. Uh, he's headed to a few different work sites today with the Duncan Caravan of Love and uh, going to make some people happy, so I'm sure he'll be excited. Uh, so the MM Army is going along with him. They'll be serving free samples of delicious Duncan coffee to help spread the love this Valentine's Day. Do you think he can uh, teen wolf on top of the uh, vehicle as they pull into the construction site? Do backflips. Because yeah. he's got that hat on. He, he's looking <laughs> extra fuzzy today. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Uh, so we will uh, we'll get him rolling here. Is this about that? No, no, no it's just a nice text to start the day. I, I, oh, good. If you wanted I, to share it, I thought you could. I, here, I'll just read it because I don't have time to read it without my lips moving. Uh, <laughs> so sorry to bother you all at work. I just want to give a kudo or two. To the Duncan in Cherry Hill at South at uh, South Haverford and 70 uh, for listening to you guys while I get my morning wake up. Talk about a rockin' start to the day. Duncan, Preston, and Steve in the mighty MMR. Ah, that's nice. nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> oh, this is, for, this is music from Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, it's when they do the, the wolf dance. Yeah. You sure don't look like your grandma. Yeah. That's how the song started. <laughs> you would know that. <laughs> you would know that. All right, we're going to take a break. We have a number of guests on the program besides Caravan of Love, so we'll uh, get ourselves prepared for all of that and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us today. 93.3 WMMR presents a sold-out concert event. The original lineup of live... Thursday, February 20th at the sold-out Excite Center at Parks Casino. Ed Kowalczyk, Chad Taylor, Patrick Dahlheimer, and Chad Gracie. Live rocks the house. All this week, Pierre Robert has free tickets and passes to meet the band. WMMR.com for complete details on live sold-out February 20th show at the Excite Center. From Parks Casino and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. So uh, here we are, yes, day before uh, Valentine's Day. And, uh, Steve, you're talking about uh, uh, Galentine's events? Yes. That are taking place, Galentine's Day. Yeah, you were doing that, right, The gals getting together. Yeah. Yeah, I I did one last night. Uh, I did it last year, and I did it again this year. It was at Autograph in Wayne, which is one of my favorite restaurants. It's awesome. So what, what is the specific, what day, how many days prior to Valentine's Day is the official, unofficial Valentine's, Valentine's Day. You know what? I don't know if there's an exact... whenever you want, right? I don't know if, if there's an exact right. date, but it came from um, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if there's an exact date. It just... Mine was yesterday. Yeah, yes. <laughs> My wife, I'm like, you're doing Valentine's Day? She's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I didn't know. I didn't watch that show. I didn't know yeah. it was from that. I was kind of alerted to it through uh, when I said yes to this event last year. And then Steve, yeah. you told me it was from Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. And it's, it's, it's taken off now. It has its oh, own. It's, it's, like, it's become a yeah. thing now. And so much so. And you, you know when it's a thing because... Now, bars and restaurants have Galentine's events. Well, and they had, so um, Mainline Fashionista, who is a friend of mine now. <laughs> wow. She, she was out last night and kind of like interviewing people, asking them what they're wearing, what their, you know, their uh, fashion statement is. Like, they made it a big deal, uh, and it was kind of fun. Is there is there a male equivalent for, uh, uh, I mean, well, because. 
There used to be Steak and BJ Day. Steak and BJ still Day. still around. Yeah. We, just, we don't really bang the drum on that much anymore. But here, Steve, real quick, the quote from uh, the show says, oh, it's the best day of the year, every February 13th. Okay. So today, uh, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it. Uh, we kick it breakfast style. <laughs> ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst plus, what does that say? Frittatas. Frittatas. <laughs> oh, so they do a breakfast. That's from oh, the show. But, okay. but it's more than that now. It's like going out. Oh, yeah. I mean. In the evening. Yeah, I think now it's just kind of, a, you know, another day for you to get together and do a girls' night. So, I mean, original perception was that it was a thing for single Women without, you know, the okay, so we'll just go have a Valentine's Day. We, the hell with Valentine's Day. We're going to go do our own thing. But right. it doesn't matter, right? In fact, it's... Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, and, and I guess it's fine. I'm going to try not to have a negative opinion about it. <laughs> you know, like like Friendsgiving and stuff like that. Like Thanksgiving <laughs> Thanksgiving is, is an event that, uh, you know, it's supposed to be for... I don't even know what the hell it's supposed to be for. But, uh, you know... People without friends? <laughs> no. You know, it's like a family event, but you know, not everybody has a family that they love. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, and so this Valentine's Day thing. Not everybody has a spouse they love. Yeah. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> and what better way to let them know by going out to another event? No, Wait, I, I always I... support getting together with your friends. I really do. So, sure. um, you know, so I don't even know why I have a tinge of a negative emotion or I mean, thought like, about this. I mean, why do you this? care that much that exactly. you would hate right? Valentine's Day? Yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because it's just another thing <laughs> that you didn't know about was a thing until it was a thing. Uh, and then you're like, oh. Well, at least me, okay. I'm like, I'll oh, shut up with that. Well, and so, like two years later, I'm the guy waving the banner going, yeah, yeah. let's do it! <laughs> the purge, let's do it. Well, so no, now it's it's going to be a thing now that people are just going to make money off of. You know, it's going to be another marketing thing. So, I guess so that's, that's part a, of your problem. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I understand. Like, I think yeah. it's a, it's a knee jerk reaction, and so yeah. you're just being honest about it. But um, I, I think that part of my negative reaction to it, Casey, is mostly a, a negative reaction overall towards Valentine's Day. Like, I used to love it when I was a kid. And then in college, it was painful because I never had a Valentine. Yeah. And now it's just like an obligatory thing. However, I'm going to, I'm going to autograph as well, Kathy. <laughs> so I'm going out to dinner tomorrow night. Um, so And I love that restaurant. So for me, it's a nice excuse to go out to dinner. But Preston, I was talking to you or heard you saying earlier in the week that like you and your wife have zero plans. And Oh, I, it's great. We finally I, we finally made an agreement ahead of time. I said, I'll just, I'm just happy with a card. And she goes, let's just get each other cards. And I'm like, that's great. Done. Yeah. Yes. And that's nice. Awesome. And that's, a, that's just sort of an expression between the two of you guys, and that's all you really need. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. We, and we, you're doing Guylantine's Day, Guy-Lentine. right? Guy-Lentine. Dudentine. Well, Dudentine. You know, yeah. Steve, the, on uh, um, Goldberg's like maybe, but it, Palentine's Day. Palentine's Day. Yeah, that's for dudes. Okay. Yeah. That so, sounds go out better. your pals. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, you know pals. what? This is a, though, I think of all the holidays, is not Valentine's Day the one that is mostly perceived as the construct of the card companies, yeah, of, of the greeting card companies, that it really was nothing as big as it currently is prior to Hallmark's intervention. I, I don't I think it there's... existed until yeah, uh, yeah. they made... It might not have been Hall, Hallmark specifically, but I, I did look the history up, and it and it does have... Its, Something, right? It's yeah. ties yeah. in that. Marissa? Well, so on that note, uh, my girlfriends and I did our Valentine's Day last uh, last night, and last year we had went to a new restaurant. There was like 30 of us. Um, it was fancy and whatever. Instead, last night we volunteered at Mana. Okay. Really? Well, guys, that's very legit. What did yeah. you guys do afterwards? Um, actually, the chef at Mana cooked us dinner. Nice. Yeah, okay. and so we all made donations to Mana. 
volunteered then, our time. Yeah, you don't look. It up afterwards. You don't look like you went out last night. <laughs> okay. so I know that look. You would look like Pierre looked this morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I wonder, are there, I'm trying to see if there's Valentine's Day cards, like if they've gone there oh, I yet. Gar- I guarantee you there are. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, when we uh, when we do something here on the show, uh, you know, we'll sort of create like an event or yes. whatever out of thin air. And then our sales department's like, ooh, you're going to do this every single like uh, <laughs> spring or summer right, or right. winter or, or when And it takes know. off. And it takes off. And, and, and But sales is like, ooh, <laughs> that's what Valentine's Day is. That's what like all these like sure. events are now, Friendsgiving, all this sort of stuff. Like, you know, all these people. And I guess that's fine. Like, you know, I just want um, I want our our currency and, uh, you know, like uh, all the, the markets to do well. And, you know, like you want the markets to do well. I, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And, and Nick is right. And I, I'm a little bit the same way. If people are having fun and enjoying something, I get it. Yeah. There is a knee-jerk reaction that I think makes us, by our nature, go, what is this? I, what I is know. This? You guys are so crazy. And, 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 and because, honestly, there's enough stuff to fill up the calendar already. But, yeah, but you again, don't have to go to this one. I know. You're exactly right. Yeah. Everything you're saying is accurate. <laughs> she's, she's and like, I don't know why. But there's, like, my, my immediate reaction is shut up with that. Yeah, I, just come on. I, to me, well, because I was involved, I guess. But it was just, it was fun. And, yeah, there are people, I'm sure, making money off of it. You know, I mean, we, we went, we spent money at, at the restaurant. Wait, but last night they had a, a, a spa that was there, and they were dyeing everyone's eyebrows, which what? was great. They I got their eyebrows dyed. <laughs> dyeing <laughs> eyebrows is a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they call it tinting. Yeah, like what our friend Ashley does. Let's work on this die. woman. She has a huge forehead. Oh, man. Stop it. Wait. So listen, hold on. So they did everybody's eyebrows, and we go downstairs afterwards, and we were having a glass of wine, and we asked the waitress to take a picture of us. So she did, and you know everybody at the table is like, "Hey, send the girl's phone." It was on. Send it to us. So I get it. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Let My me eyebrows it. were so, was so dark." I'm like, "Hold oh, yeah. on." I want to uh, see that. She looks like Pancho Villa. So oh no, do yeah. you look like Frida? <laughs> oh my god! No, that was. So my eyebrows were so dark in this in this picture. But anyway, they did have things like that where you're dying eyebrows. And, uh, you know, there was a bunch of vendors out there. The women went shopping and it was fun. Do you know, it's a lot no, of fun. I'm sure it's fun. But I mean, you know, you just have to you just have to come up with something new. So then at the next, you know, get together party we have, let's do something like paint our ears. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, we're having fun. You yeah. know, it's Painting fun. Painting our ears. Drink alcohol out of Pringles yeah. cans. You should do that. <laughs> Marissa and her friends are the most creative when they, and and yeah. they're the, they they always do and 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 it's a good portion of it, but it is envy of having a collection sure. of friends that get together and do stuff like that. But it's kind of like, all right, so the little brother that's picked on is going to pick on somebody else. So yeah. the, the the way I sort of look at it is maybe uh, it's because the things that I enjoy doing. People have stuff to say about that, you know what I mean? And I'm so like, so now's your time. So now's my time. So like, listen, you're you know, stupid. Whatever it is that I do, somebody has a negative. Like, oh, that's dumb. I hate that. I hate you. Like, okay. whatever it is. Remember that they said that. And I go, I go, dude. I'm just having Valentine's fun. Day. I'm not yeah. bothering anybody. I'm just enjoying myself. And you want to get annoyed at that? So now it's my turn yeah. to go. You know what? That's dumb. We need to go to therapy. We do. You and me. We need to go. We need, and Steve, we all need to go to therapy. I yeah. don't get. We need, I, we need to talk to somebody. Yeah. If you yes, and if you yeah. honestly, yeah. if you break it down, oh. and then sometimes at least now I've reached the point in my life where I can throw on the brakes quick enough and say, 
It's just people having a good time. I know. Listen, uh, it's just people having a good time. You guys, everybody has said that the, our show is like therapy, and it, it in a way it is because it's a venting session, and I totally get it. However, there's not a professional person responding to us. It's just yeah. us putting the diarrhea out of <laughs> right. our mouths. Nobody's actually giving us salient advice afterwards. Yeah. So what mm. we're doing yeah. is venting. True. We're not getting the advice back that so, we need <laughs> for every summer. Well, step two is a manifesto. Yeah, every <laughs> summer when I saw when I see all these people that I grew up in Delaware County wearing their cowboy hats and their freed jean shorts going to the Kenny Chesney concert, and, and for some reason, I'm getting all pissy about it. <laughs> I know. Dude, you know? You and, need to talk to somebody. Oh, so here's the worst <laughs> Not part. us. I'm playing golf. and uh, Golf? I'm, That's so stupid. so dumb. <laughs> no, but my friend has a speaker going, right? And this song comes on. I'm like, oh, man, I like this. What is this? He's oh, like, no. oh, it's Kenny Chesney. I'm like, <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Get it on. <laughs> oh, yeah, he recorded it at the Galentine's Day Festival. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, there you go, Kath. Here's the, uh, a card section yeah, at Target. I, for Galentine's for Day. For Galentine's Day, I yeah. Saw, I saw it, yeah. Done deal. It's like Festivus. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, People they, do they, it. Yeah, they still do it. People do yeah. it. Uh, here's somebody with a unique idea for Thanksgiving. It is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Hey guys, how are you? So, Wonderful. I should say, I should say, an original idea for Valentine's Day. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Lisa. So my friends and family were sitting around like around Christmas, talking like how busy everything was, and we said, "Oh, Valentine's Day." We all hated it. So I said, "We need to have another Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's fun. It's about food." So we decided we're getting together this weekend, having Thanksgiving with family. We couldn't see at Thanksgiving I love because it. you know, all oh, you have to go to your mother-in-law, blah blah blah. So we're having Thanksgiving dinner. This weekend, I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, the uh, the yeah, that's that's a good a good way to do it. I think, Preston, on a level, Valentine's Day generates the most uh, polarizing responses. You know, you think so? Of all oh, the holidays, I I think it's, I think you're probably right. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, there, I feel there are some is. people that absolutely denounce it because it's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah, it's yeah. a made up yeah. holiday. It's forced to make you go out and spend money and right and profess your love, which you probably do anyway. And uh, and yeah, so you're right. It's pretty divisive. So what I did, obviously, and you know this, and my it's my anniversary as well. Yeah. So that it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it's right. the two birds at one stone. Legitimate. I got a legitimate reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I like Valentine's Day, and I think it's you know I, I have um. Positive memories of, you know, my, my dad coming home from work and he had Valentine's Day, like chocolates for all the kids. But then also, um, Nick, a lot like you in college, I didn't have Valentine, you know, I didn't have girlfriends and stuff like that. And, uh, and so, you know, now that I have somebody that I can like give expre- something, express my love, love for, to, yeah. I like it. So, okay. but you my- like it that. I like it that, but my wife, on the other hand, like she doesn't want all that. Who's more romantic, you or your wife? <laughs> um, I just want to make it feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Me, that's romantic. Okay, you're romantic. Probably. You're yeah. more romantic. She's I, more a realist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can okay. see that. Yeah. I don't love you. <laughs> no, no. I, I in, in every relationship, I think there's. Uh, the, you know, there's a one who's a percentage more. Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, my my girlfriend hates this crap. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're just, but but I like the fact that Val, uh, Valentine's is on a Friday this year. You know, it's a nice excuse to go out on a Friday night. Sure. We're not doing anything. Now. You're not doing anything. No. You want to come no. out with us? Uh, yeah. Can okay. I please? <laughs> yeah. Everyone uh, loves that third wheel on a Valentine's well, Day. Yeah. Every time. Well, I'm sure. Oh, it's like, anyone going to finish this last roll? <laughs> no. So my wife, we're having like some work done around the house. So every okay. time I ask her what you want to do, she's like, uh, I want new floors. I'm like, okay. But seriously, what do you want for uh, Valentine's Day? She's like, you know, I want, I want new floors. I'm like, okay. all right. All right. Well, you're getting new floors. You're, like, you're not getting anything else. 
Except for maybe some chocolate, some Twizzlers, uh, yeah. some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> cheese. That was a, the realization. Valentine's Day cheese. I came to yesterday. She we likes were, cheese. She loves oh, cheese. you're gonna yeah, do. You're gonna do a cheese bouquet. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, speaking of being romance and going mm. out on uh, Valentine's Day and so forth, I did see a couple of stories that relate to that. According to a new study. The average parent has gone three years without having a romantic date. That's a shame. Uh, The results are based on the responses of 2,000 parents of children between the ages of 5 and 18. Over half of those polled said that they desire the freedom they had before becoming parents, while other parents uh, miss specific activities like sleeping and traveling more frequently. Mm -hmm. Uh, on On the upside, most of the parents said that they are happier and more fulfilled Having children, there you but go. they just don't get to do the romantic things uh, that much anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the one that you did, Preston, with the, the, your date with your wife in the minivan in the garage. I thought that that was so sweet and romantic, and you guys went out and what had a glass of wine and watched a movie in the in the minivan. Actually, yeah, it wasn't even in the garage. It was in the uh, it was in the Outback Steakhouse parking lot. There you go. <laughs> we <laughs> ordered. We did. We did the the curbside ordering. Yeah. yeah, and we went and got it and just watched a movie. And did you do it? Ate in the van. No, we did not do it. Damn but, it. We did. Okay, yeah. I can't believe I did this. We we went. We stopped off at a motel <laughs> to ask if we could rent the room for just a couple of hours. <laughs> and they wouldn't and do did, it. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do oh, it. You're going to the wrong place, man. I, you got to come so. down to Delco, Brett. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was in Delco. No, it you, was in Delco. You didn't go to the executive. <laughs> It was off uh, the executive. It was off two hundred two Casey, not too far. What was the name of that hot dog place that, that burnt down Johnny? a few years ago? Johnny? Johnny's, yeah, on two hundred two, yeah, near two hundred two and Route One. Yeah. yeah, it was over down that way. So there was, the, a, there was like a roadside I motel. Know, and we're like, I bet they'll rent us a room for I a couple hours. I know exactly hours. which one you're yeah. talking about. They wouldn't oh. do it. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, there's yeah. another one. So that's I assume water... the executive handles a lot of international business meetings. Sure, yes. yeah. Preston, there's another one on Route One where I'm I'm sure there's only. Crack and meth being smoked in those rooms. Uh, we uh, could have done it. <laughs> but anyhow, it was romantic, and uh, we, we tried and did what we you could. You made but, time. But most people don't have a chance to uh, to go out anymore, uh, apparently that. And what, another study, for if you, if you do happen to have a night and you're a parent, um, I have the most expensive and cheapest uh, average babysitter cost for Valentine's Day. I assume that has to... I, I assume it's like um, increased rates because it's a, it's a very popular it's, day to go out. So it, securing a babysitter well, has got to be expensive, right? You do it like you do the dermatologist appointment. You make that a, a year in advance. Right. You know, when you go out for Valentine's Day this year... Make Who's the, the ugliest teenager we know? <laughs> oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> that Dude. kid with the raging acne. Dude. Give him a call. He'll yep. uh, be free. Oh my God. Yes! <laughs> What do you guys do? We haven't we haven't used a babysitter in years because my kids are oh you have the older too boys. old for that now. What do, yep. what are you paying for a babysitter these days, Kathy? Um, or do you just have friends and I, family do it? No, no, no. Well, so I have more of like a. I mean, it's a babysitter, but it's more of like a nanny. So I okay. pay her wow. one lump sum for every week, no matter how much she works. But I mean, if you guys want to go on the evening or yeah, something like Miss Kathy, your bath has been drawn. Yeah, <laughs> that we don't. That we don't um, do that often. But I would say probably twenty an hour. Okay, is twenty an hour? A going rate for somebody you want to ensure won't murder your children? I mean... <laughs> That's a lot. And listen, I only I only have one, so I know that there are people that have more, so I'm sure there are people that are yeah. paying more so than me. You're doing 20 an hour, and she's not changing diapers? Like... 
Well, he doesn't no, wear diapers. Eight. I know. That's, that's what I'm no, saying. No, like, but can you pay twenty bucks to ha- like if I wanted someone to change my diapers because yeah. it's a Wait, kinky thing? So, so that you think, but you don't I get babysitters, that, do you? Not anymore. No, but we yeah, used so, we used to, and and I thought I, I, I don't, yeah, you used to, but like now it's it's bumped up. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was fifteen an hour. I, I blame thought. Nick's ex-wife because she's the one that set the rate. What? <laughs> she did? Yeah, because you know Nick's not paying anybody twenty bucks an hour. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but I, I tell you what, they... I can get you a deal on free Christmas trees. <laughs> no, because well, for a while when Ben was little, he also was was the only one that you know there was only one child, yeah. and so I reached out to her to see what. what I she thought that paid. rate was normal because of her. <laughs> maybe maybe she screwed it up for everybody. And a matching four hundred one k. Here's a text that says, I pay $15 an hour for three kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. I get ripped off. You're getting yeah, ripped, you're getting off, ripped off, off. By the way, the most expensive, the average most expensive is in Seattle. And uh, babysitters uh, pull the most in, averaging $19.53 per hour. That's an average. So it's well, I know why. Or my house. There's the ever-looming fear of a Sasquatch attack. <laughs> that, too. You have to protect. Yes. Right? Uh, making up the rest of the top five most expensive cities were Buffalo, New York, 19 and a quarter an hour. San- because no one wants to live in Buffalo. Uh, then San Francisco. There's all the poop there. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Uh, San Jose and New York City all came in around 19 bucks an hour. On the other end of the spectrum, babysitters in Jacksonville, Florida, earned the least with $14.36 per hour. So it's looking like that $15 range is about where I you want to I just put them in a box. Uh, and in Las Vegas, a babysitter can expect to pull in uh, $15.70 per hour. So that's one of the things you have to consider and one of the reasons that uh, maybe some parents don't get out. It's a tough night, night, right? Tough yeah. night to secure somebody. Yeah. Huh? What case? No, I was just pointing at the... Oh, I thought right. you wanted to say something. You nah. want me to go to this call? Yeah, maybe. All right, let me go to Bill. Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Bill? Hey, so I, I am a therapist. I, I work in trauma therapy, and I work specifically with war zone veterans. And um, you guys are you guys are spot on, man. Um, I think some therapy would would uh, be a good thing <laughs> because of our oh, wartime God. experiences. Oh, yeah. You can clearly hear it, and what because, we have to say because they hate Valentine's Day. No, well, you, you know, there's some there's some legitimacy behind that. I just wanted to bring up two things. You know, this time of year, people experience a lot of winter blues. Yeah. So it's not uncommon to just kind of be in a, a down mood this time of year, regardless oh, of the yeah. holiday. But you're, you're absolutely right. The holiday is very polarizing. Um, getting together with friends can just be a really good experience because a therapeutic experience can exist when there's a combination of externalization and validation. So a group of friends can usually provide that for each other, especially if you don't have a a loved one to spend the holiday with. Yeah, you know, Bill, a few weeks ago, I was feeling, I was kind of in the dumps, and I was just going through a, a phase, and I do that several times a year. It just happens, and unfortunately, I'm used to it, and I don't let it get to me too much, but I was considering tracking down, going to a therapist, getting things started. I talked to a friend of mine who who had done it, helped him out a lot with, awesome. with his issues, and then I started to try to find a therapist, and I said, this is going to drive me crazy, just yeah. finding the right therapist. So I quit, and I didn't I didn't well, do anything about it. It's like dating, Bill. I mean, I, you know. You got to date your therapist. You do. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Bill. feeling out process. And, and um, there are, I've been to plenty of therapists in my life, and some of them uh, I would never go see again. They were like first dates. And, and if you don't have a connection with a therapist and you don't feel the chemistry, like on a date, uh, there's no reason to go back for a second visit, not to mention the fact that it's often expensive. So if you're going to spend time for an hour or so in a session with somebody, you better have a, a connection with that person. Hey, Bill, who, in your expert opinion, do you think uh, on this show uh, could benefit from a therapist Who the needs most? the most yeah. therapy? 
You, you know, guys, I um, I, I would be unethical for me to make that <laughs> answer. Yeah. Answer, oh, goddamn it! No. He's he's being. I knew he would say that because that's what a what a what a a good ther a good counselor therapist He'll would charge, say. He'll charge like, us for that answer. So here's what you do when you get off: just text us your answer. Yeah, Bill. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, you know, Nick, you're spot on. Um, you know, it is like finding a dating uh, relationship. you got to be comfortable with your therapist. The relationship is the most important part. doesn't matter how many initials are after their last name. If you can't bond with them and trust them, it really doesn't matter. And, Bill, isn't sex an important part of your relationship with your therapist? <laughs> um, uh, no comment. Oh, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. We appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> By the way, somebody's pointing out we have a, we have a resource we didn't even consider. Uh, Gary Lauer could oh be my God. Our, oh, yeah. our group therapist. If anyone Therapy loves, with, yeah. here's a guy who's figured out how to love life despite, despite life saying, eh, eh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the PhD in Gary Lauer's title stands for, but <laughs> it's not good. Uh, Puke, hawking, <laughs> and discharge. discharge. I was going to say dentures, but you know. <laughs> yeah, dentures. Wait, you just brought up a good point. Uh, do you think that that actually happens? Like, Group therapy among coworkers. Like, do you think that anybody's ever had to go th- to therapy a with question. a coworker? Well, a like coworker. an HR. There, there was a. Uh, in fact, in the uh, uh, Rob McElhenney uh, series, uh, the uh, Mystic Quest, the HR woman at the company. Everyone is coming to her for yes. therapy. Yeah. Just, you do not. You don't understand what a- HR <laughs> is. <laughs> and and they, they come and they say, "I'm finding it hard to interact." That's not That's what not I do. Was, I remember, like back in the seventies, there, there, uh, like work groups would do uh, group sessions. I don't know if they were therapy sessions, but things like Steve, like trust falling and, and yes. stuff like that, where where they were kind of like uh, retreats. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, were, they, like... they were considered, uh, you know, <laughs> team building, but, team building, but yeah. with 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 therapy. Uh, I, I don't know, but where we would actually sit down, yeah, like a... and talk about what we think about each well, other and share. I think our that's emotions. the road for like, t- disaster. <laughs> Like, can, can HR uh, say, okay, well, President you Steve, you, you two need to go to therapy. <laughs> you guys have to go to therapy. Well, I feel that they mock me when I discuss soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get that it's for the show, but it, uh, it, it hurts. Uh. And Annabelle, yeah. how does she make you feel? It's a wonderful little doll, my comfort doll, my stress-reducing doll, and they mock it. Annabelle. <laughs> See? <laughs> Oh, uh, God, I would love to make that happen. Yeah, so uh, the idea of going, honestly, uh, 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 it, it, the, the therapy thing is a cool thing. Do you think you might pursue it? Yeah, I yeah. should. And, go and go on uh, Missed uh, Opportunities or Missed... Uh, right, from... Craigslist? Craigslist, yeah. Uh, Casual right. Encounters. Exactly, Nick. Yeah. That's exactly where you look for your therapist. No, I had actually... I, I got in touch with our union, who was going to tell me the, the, the proper way to do it with insurance and all that stuff. They sent me some information. Here's a list. And I started to look down the list. And I'm like, wow. It's work. Who are This is people? more work than I thought I was going to have and to insurance- go through. This doesn't pay for a lot of and it. And then you like, have to check and see if your insurance covers it or not or how many sessions and then how much you're going to have to pay and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is too much work dude, for me. Many I'll therapists will let you work it off in the yard. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You actually get to go do some and do raking it. and stuff. Listen. And, <laughs> Light and, chores. And I'm sure that – so I felt like I, – so I went to therapy a couple of times and I felt like – and I'm sure if you go longer, maybe it goes past this. But I talked for an hour. So I said – I. I mean, I didn't say it to the woman, but I paid Jesus you a hundred. Christ, this chick is out of her goddamn mind. Right, but like I paid Are you. You gonna talk to me? I paid you one hundred and twenty dollars for what? What? Yeah. And it, and it was two times, so it was two forty, two hundred and forty dollars. And she, 
she didn't say anything really. She didn't give you any, any I advice. I mean, like very little. I, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? And yeah. when I stopped, <laughs> we're the only two people in the room. Wait, and when I stopped talking, like she would just look at me and like t- tilt her head a little bit. And you're like, what? No, she's like, what? she's, you're like, she's what? like this. Well, no. what, what's Preston like? <laughs> just say something. Oh no! Oh no! You're a fan. <laughs> you're not going um, crazy. I, I would say don't pass judgment on all therapists by no, that no. by that encounter because that sounds to me like an ineffective therapist. Well, no, and listen, she she was very nice, but like. I just couldn't get past that. So, like, why am I going to go? I, I know. But, she was but, restoring like said, a chair. Dating, to, but, like, that's how I felt. I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm yeah. not wasting my money on this. Real quick, uh, Pierre's on hold, but oh! I, I want to go to this other call <laughs> first because it, it concerns a question that Kathy had about um, coworkers yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and going to therapy. So let me go to Ed. Hi, Ed. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, well, first of all, Kathy, the reason that the therapist might have been listening is because, and that's one of the things that I had, was sometimes it's good just to get the stuff off your chest. Like, just to keep talking, just keep talking and get it off your chest and actually feel better afterwards. Uh, but, okay. yes, I was, forced, I was forced to go because a coworker and I got into a, uh, a verbal argument, a really, like, really blown up one, and um, I, had, I had been punished. Uh, and part of the agreement for my punishment was I had to, was we had to go to therapy, uh, had to go to anger management classes. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> try find an anger management class that you know doesn't we have to put you on a waiting list for a year it was impossible. So I went the other route and I, I got a personal therapist and uh, basically he walked me through and and I'll, I agree I actually probably needed it, so it probably wasn't a bad thing. But you you feel uh, you benefited from it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, good. Um, I'm less stressed at work, and and uh, you know, you know, so it's it's actually it helped. Uh, even though I was forced to go to it, it really, really helped. So, Ed, I'm sorry, but but just to clarify, forced to go through it, meaning that your work mandated you do it, or they were going to let you go, or what? Correct. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. It was okay. either it was wow. like go to therapy or. Um, or there's, you know, it was part, it was basically was part of the discipline settlement. Um, did they okay. make the other person I, I, go? Union. No, the other person actually, no, didn't. I, wow. It was just me. So you were like yeah. the main aggressor or, or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of the aggressor and, um, I, you know, they, they had recognized that maybe I had a little, you know, so it was like, that's why they made me, wanted me to go to anger therapy, but, or anger management class. And they wanted me to graduate from anger management class, which yeah. was, but I, I seriously tried to find one, and it was like, oh, well, you were, there's like a weird years waiting list on wow. all the ones that my healthcare company covered. Okay. So I, that's why I went the single route. But, but you're doing, but you're doing better now, right? I feel much better. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. That's, that's all right. that matters. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate Thanks. it. I, did, I didn't know uh, that uh, that that could happen. That they could say, yeah, you got to go to therapy, man. Wow, interesting. Get your ass I mean, fixed. But I guess that's better than being fired. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, coworkers, and uh, we have our own love therapist who is on the road this morning. He can adjust an attitude, and he's headed out with some uh, coffee from our friends at Duncan. And it is the Spread the Love Caravan. Tomorrow's <sighs> Valentine's Day, and we just just want to fill the world with love and so we send out the man who's got the biggest heart right here at WMMR. He's on the phone line now at his first location heading to separate work sites throughout the Delaware Valley. Pierre Robert. Yeah. Good morning, sunshine. Great day in the morning. There he is. I am bright-eyed, I am bushy-tailed, whatever that means. And we are in Concha Hawk and Preston and Steve and we are outside of CSG, 
And Heather has asked us to come. I mean, Denise, right? Yes, yes. I've been Heather all morning. It's all good. <laughs> Denise with Heather. Uh, tell us what TSG is. We are a, te- a telecommunications company in the Philadelphia, Philadelphia regional area, and uh, we provide service to our customers 24-7, 365. This is why this team needed some love this morning. So nice. Our warming caravan of uh, liquid love from Dunkin' Donuts has arrived with our lovely calendar girls, Allison and Lisa. And uh, we've got uh, donuts and we've got presents and hats and muffins and coffee and coats and tables and chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pierre, today's today's kind of a day you classically refer to as raw. So I think hot coffee and all of this stuff couldn't come at a better time, correct? No, you're absolutely correct, Steve. And we're actually outside of the building. Uh, we're in the parking lot. Uh, and it's warm and tropical and lovely with a light rain falling. Um, so it, it doesn't get any more warm and fuzzy and comfortable than this. Yeah. Exactly. How many people Here's are there, Pierre? You, you, What's your name, sir? Viva Molina. And so uh, what kind of things do you do in the company? What what kind of uh, levers do you connect or whatever it is? <laughs> so, yes, I basically walk around and tell people what to do for a living. Excellent. It's an excellent job. I love it. And you needed this coffee, did you not? I did, because when I come in in the morning and I see my staff, I definitely need a nice jolt to get the day going. There you go. And you were telling me about wires and things and... and <laughs> levers. And things, levers. But what is it? You told me some technical. What is it you do? So we are uh, we take care of uh, communication systems and uh, equipment for hospitals and uh, schools and offices in the area. Oh, cool. And I, you wanted me to work for you to help you with some of the technical stuff, right? Absolutely. We always need technical help. We can, you know, we, we can plug in cables. That's me. Unplug cables. That's me. <laughs> Wait a minute. One more. You come over here. Uh, what's your name? Greg. Greg. And what did you just tell me that we'd met before, right? We met at a concert about, I guess, eight years ago, and I accidentally cursed on, on the air. I am shocked. <laughs> so I apologize. I'm glad to have finally apologized to you. And so what concert was it? It was a Van Halen concert. And where was I, and how did we meet? Uh, I was at the Wells Fargo Center, and you were just standing outside in the concourse just talking to people. Asking people how the show was. Yes. And you said something like? I said it was pretty... Blanking. Blanking cool. Okay. <laughs> and I said, move along, sailor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move along, sailor. That's <laughs> all right. It's all right. So it's a lovely thing. How You're so bright-eyed. How is that possible? It's because of this great Dunkin' Dennis coffee. Now that's what... <laughs> <laughs> we got the whole truck. We're, uh, you know, the Dunkin' people are here. The calendar girls are here. Everybody's here, and it's a happy time, kids. I love it. All it right. sounds great. Pierre's on stop number one of the Dunkin' Caravan, <laughs> the Love Caravan, and he's going to hit three different spots. So uh, enjoy. Hang out with him, Pierre. Give him our love, and uh, we'll check in with you on the next stop, all right? Roger that, Tommy. All right. We'll see. Roger that, Tommy. <laughs> oh, my God. The levers and uh, so on. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine him doing some sort of electrical system for a hospital? Oh, my I'd love to see Yeah, that, actually. All right, so we'll check in with him. He's got uh, two more stops to make through the course of the show, and we thank him so much for getting up on this uh, <laughs> this time where he doesn't normally exist at all. He, he, like, fades into another dimension and then comes back after the morning is over. It's true. He literally appeared as an apparition when we first saw him this morning. <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, we'll get some bizarre file stories, part of your therapy on your drive into work. We'll return shortly. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Green Day. 
Sergio Simpson. Papa Roach. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's uh, roll out those stories. Here we go. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And this morning it is brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. Get ready for the Cardboard Classic, gang. JFPB is open for winter full of snow and fun. Save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance at JFBB.com. JFBB, where the snow comes first. A U.K. prison officer has been jailed after carrying out a six-month affair behind bars with a notorious drug smuggler. Uh, The court also heard that the officer, Stephanie uh, Smith-White, cut a hole in her uniform trousers to facilitate sexual liaisons with imprisoned gangster (laughs) Curtis Cocky Warren. Uh, Smith-White denied that she cut a hole for a sexual purpose, but the sentencing judge said it was hard to imagine why else she would make an incision in the crotch. So that was a cocky hole. Yeah. The pair met secretly in his cell, the kitchen, and the laundry room at Franklin Prison, which is home to some of the U.K.'s most dangerous prisoners. Uh, The court also heard that Smith-White sent Warren a photograph of herself wearing a cat suit. Ooh. Meow. Uh, she, she also. Uh, I assume there's something in the workers' handbook that forbids this, right? Yeah, she was caught when fellow officers began to suspect her and began monitoring inside the prison, catching her passing notes to Warren. How come all your pants have holes in them? Uh, Smith White last month admitted two counts of misconduct in a public office. The judge said that Smith White was infatuated with Warren, who he described as a major league offender and who used the officer to smuggle in drugs and asked her about the prison security measures. This is like escape from Danamore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same sort of situation. Uh, yep. The smitten prison guard admitted to detectives that she was devastated by events but still hoped that there was a chance that her relationship with Warren might continue. Did she give any indication what she's planning to do for Valentine's Day? No, no, no. Her, val- her lawyer argued that uh, his client had made a catastrophic error in judgment. <laughs> really? Smith White was falling in love with the wrong person. He's a bad boy. An Altoona man was arrested early Sunday after police say he was he had called and texted a woman while he was burglarizing her home. <laughs> uh, John E. Farbaugh. So what are you doing? <laughs> was found inside the home after Altoona police responded at about 1 a.m. Sunday. The woman called 911 after receiving phone calls and text messages from Farbaugh in which he told her he had broken into her home. She was not at home. And she oh. told police that she and her friends were giving Farbaugh a ride home from a local veterans club that night when he opened the door and got out of the moving vehicle near her home. <laughs> we uh, we often stop, so he, remember yeah. that. Uh, police said that the door to the woman's house had been kicked in and Farbaugh allegedly had baseball cards and drill bits that he had <laughs> taken from the home. Remember, grab the baseball cards and the drill bits. <laughs> what about the money? No. Yeah, yeah, add the money to the list. <laughs> Baseball cards and drill bits. Uh, Fairbaugh also sent messages to the woman. Idea of the drill bits uh, to tell her that he knew how to hotwire a car and was going to steal her vehicle. What about the Allen wrenches? Uh, police allegedly found a pill bottle with acetaminophen and oxycodone hydrochloride pills on Fairbaugh when he was taken into custody. He faces charges that include felony burglary. Where's your scotch tape, bitch? 
How about this? While many people, I figured this would be good for Valentine's Please. Day coming up. Uh, while many people are scrambling to find a last-minute present or a date for Valentine's Day, a Kansas man wants a little something more, a girlfriend, uh-huh. and he's offering $25,000 to anyone who can help him find one. As you check the local prisons? Uh, bachelor Jeff Gebhardt told his local CBS affiliate that he has grown sick of dating the traditional way and yeah. especially abhors online dating, so he said he decided to think outside the box. He said, well, think about it. If you're in a happy marriage, what monetary value could you ever place on meeting the right person, ever? Uh, the 47-year-old said, my time and frustration and disappointment definitely is worth some sort of dollar figure, uh, but that was roughly what I'd spend in dating. Uh, Gebhardt, an entrepreneur by trade, has been working on the project for about six months. He launched his dating website Sunday night. He's a decent-looking guy. He's in great shape. Right. Uh, so I was looking at pictures Any of Any takers? Uh, well, it just started Sunday. Okay. So the site has... All anyone would ever need to know about the eligible bachelor, including including a two-minute-long video detailing his quest. Gebhardt has never been engaged or married, but he has been in several long-term relationships. Hi, I work on a popular morning show in Philadelphia. <laughs> so your website, I'm intrigued. Uh, I like to do arts and crafts. <laughs> Let's meet for a date at Floral and Hardy. You can put some succulents together. Ooh. Put together some succulents. <laughs> put the suck in succulents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Nancy. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't have any kids, but does have a beloved pup named Gunner and is using his search for love to help out other dogs as well. He's also going to donate $25,000 to a no-kill dog shelter. Which is all wonderful, but can't, can't, doesn't just make you think something's up here? Something's yeah. not firing? If well, the guy looks as good as he does? and No, so here the, here's the stipulation. For those looking to get a quick payday, there are some strings attached. Potential match must exclusively date him for 365 consecutive days. The matchmaker only gets cash if the pair makes it to one year the year, one year mark. They don't take it home all at once. He will pay fi- uh, the fee in five installments of $5,000 over a five-year period unless a couple breaks up in that time. If so, the matchmaker won't receive any more money than what they've already earned. All right. Women who are uh, who are dating him or those who nominate themselves are not eligible for payment. Sorry, man. All right. Uh, ladies who are interested in dating him don't get to skip straight to dinner and a movie either. Women must take a survey to see if they would be a match. And it's a survey based on science and was developed by a clinical psychiatrist, according to the site. Okay. So he, they, he's trying that way. So we'll see how that works out for him. All right, time for one more, and then we will wrap it up. Staff working in a shop had a shock when they found a badger had fallen through the ceiling and landed behind a counter. The badger came through a ceiling panel in a drugstore in Northampton's in, in uh, the Northampton area in uh, the U.K., and then ran under the perfume counter. Uh, the Northamptonshire Badger Group was called in to rescue the female animal. The often celebrated Northampton Badger Group. Uh, and subsequently set it free. Sally Jones. Oh, they had the finest badger group in this whole country. From the group said that it was the oddest rescue we've ever had. Uh, she said she didn't know how the young female badger got into the shop on Sunday. No, which, no, no. We don't want the Dorchester Badger Group. <laughs> which was closed to the public at the time. Uh, Miss Jones said it was suggested it could have entered via ducts in the back of the shop. They used ducks, another animal, no, to get no, inside. No, no duct. Oh, oh. Yeah, the duck let him in. They paid off the duck and he let him in. All right, you go through this back door, you use a coat hanger, and you lift up the lock. That'll be Thank 50 you, bucks. duck. Yeah. Uh, so she said uh, when the badger hit the, the staff said when the badger hit the floor, it trundled off a bit dazed. Of course it trundled off a bit dazed. That's Ms. the way uh, badgers operate. Uh, Always Ms. wandering around trundled. 
Miss Jones said that by the time the group arrived to rescue the badger, there were perfume bottles strewn all over the floor. <laughs> was this the lead story on the national on the news in uh, the UK? It must have been. Uh, so on the BBC, yeah. Badger crisis. Uh, she explained they were able to capture the animal and took it away to assess her. The badger was set free later that same day. Uh, the story ends happily uh, with the badger being beaten into a pulpy mess with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I have. In the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, uh, we're going to give something away. Yeah. yeah. We're going to give away a four pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Fishing Show, February 21st to 23rd at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oak. So, caller number eight will give you that 215 263 WMMR, saltwater and freshwater, trout to tuna. <laughs> I like fishing. I, I I just don't like catching anything, but I like the whole process <laughs> yeah. of fishing. It's very zen. Visit uh, phillyfishingshow.com. You can meet Casey there on Saturday, February 23rd between noon and 2. 22nd. 22nd. Yes, uh, my bad. Damn it. All right. You're going to be leading a fly fishing That's uh, right. class, right? right? I will not. Uh, <laughs> but there will be fishing stuff there. Nice. 215263 WMR. Come and see all the fishing stuff. What can one find at this? Fishing stuff. With Casey. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we return, we should have uh, comedian John Doerr back in our studio. He's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club. We also have uh, chef uh, Nick Liberato, who's got a show called Restaurants on the Edge on Netflix. Uh, an old, old friend of Catherine Romano's yes. who's going to be here. Ooh. Hoping for big things from him, too. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you, Kathy. Our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, the early shows for Friday and Saturday have already sold out, so you better get your tickets now. Come on. Or you're going to miss your opportunity. He's got a show tonight and one on Sunday as well. But there are late show tickets available on Friday and Saturday, 10 p.m. Please welcome back to our studio and to the great city of Philadelphia, Mr. John Doerr. Yay! Times. How you doing? Man? Oh, I'm doing great, Preston. How are you doing? Thanks doing for having me back. By yeah. the way, you're yeah. lovely ambassadors to this city. I feel very welcome. Well, we try. Yes, oh, you have to uphold that whole tradition of you've got a friend in Pennsylvania and then this city of brotherly love. So That's we try I, to do both. That's what I hear. Yeah. Brotherly love, <laughs> and I feel that warmth. <laughs> yeah. Last, last night I went out to watch the, uh, a hockey game because I got in early, uh-huh. and I asked if they could put on the Boston Bruins Montreal Canadiens game, and the bartender <laughs> said, "You want me to put on a Boston game right here in Philly?" <laughs> and I said, "No, 
I'm just asking. He goes, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Love that sense of humor. But I was genuinely terrified. Because you I, were genuinely terrified. Well, because I've moment? seen videos of Philly fans, so I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what tr- territory I'm trespassing on here. Yeah, that, that we 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 believe that there is a lot of unfair. Um, criticism given of Philly fans on some level. Some of it's warranted. But it's not that it's unfair. It's that these fans exist in every single city. I mean, if you look yeah. at the videos of what happened in Kansas City during the Super Bowl parade, there was literally a, pol- a police chase in, <laughs> it's the, true. in the parade route, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, why does so? All right, I didn't mean to break off into a discussion here. Why do all the players and coaches always say when they're in interviews, "This city is original. It's different." The fans tell you this, blah blah blah. They let you know. You believe that? I believe that uh, they say that in every city. Uh, okay. Yeah, I believe that. Oh yeah, the fans here are great. They know their their sports. They know their teams. No, they're, not they're very fans passionate. here are great, and they know their sport. And they know their teams. They let you know when you're doing poorly. They they, they all of the coaches, all the players, always say that about well, Philadelphia. What, well, I don't know. What we're, about Canadians? We're, we're up against a hard break here. We're going to be right back. <laughs> right. I am John. He's sorry all, that we broke. Sorry we broke. I know. He's, I feel you're terrible. Incendiary <laughs> Canadians. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> terrible. Let's get these guys talking about hockey and sports. <laughs> Uh, we'll do it another time. But there is now we talk abortion. <laughs> but I okay. No, no, yeah. Let's abort that <laughs> and stay with hockey and yeah, sports. Yeah. But I think every sport. You're not wrong. But Philly, it's great to have that attitude yeah. in the city. Montreal is the same. You cannot if you want to be an athlete in Montreal. You want to play for the the Montreal Canadiens. You better have thick skin. Okay, those fans will get on you, and I love that. Ottawa, where I'm from, as much as I love our team, we are boring and passive. <laughs> Toronto and too. Yeah. Toronto too. But Tro- yeah, but Toronto's a little more like. Elitist cosmopolitan. Where is I, it? I think so, personally, because the lower bowl at, Mon- at Toronto Maple Leaf games, it's all corporate. Hmm. And it's it's just a little bit boring. Montreal, they're on their players. They're passionate. They're screaming. They're singing songs. They're chanting. There's a passion to Montreal. And I feel like there's a similar thing going on in Philadelphia. There's a similar thing in Boston. Right. And there's fun rivalry towns. And there's a reason why, you know, Bobby Clark and... Uh, I don't know. I think there's a passion to this city and a passion to Montreal and a passion to Boston. So that you, it doesn't you, exist in Toronto. You would say okay. so, so that, that's the, the correlation there. If you, Philadelphia is most like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna it, sports is best if you Montreal. feel like you could die at some yeah. point. Okay, <laughs> either as a fan or a player. Yeah. If you feel like your life is threatened, but right. you, in the deep recesses of your mind, you know you're going to be okay. Right. But if right. you're a little bit on edge, that's a great. It's, that's like, it's like a, there. a yeah yes. James Bond movie. You know he's not going to yeah. die, but you should fear he will die. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sports should feel like Quantum of Solace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a huge uh, Flyers fan. It's my favorite team and my favorite sport, and uh, so I always root for them. But if the Flyers don't make it uh, far in the playoffs, which has happened a lot over the last decade plus. Uh, I end up rooting mm. for Canadian teams. But a Canadian team hasn't won the Stanley Cup since the Canadiens did it in 93. 93, yeah. So when uh, your team, if it's the Senators, if they're out, do you automatically root for another Canadian team? Or do you find an, uh, a separate team in the States to root for? Oh, it depends. So, yes. So my my, alleg- my allegiance to a particular uh, hockey team has nothing to do with Canada necessarily. Really? So national pride does not supersede local uh, alliances. It, it can, depending on the team. If Toronto is in the final, they will. I will always root against Toronto. I don't care who it is. Really? Yes, absolutely. Huh, okay. No, I grew up in Ottawa, and every fan <laughs> yeah. just made... Yeah, no, absolutely. I want Toronto to lose all the time. I want them to make the playoffs so they lose. Because <laughs> the stakes are higher. Yeah. They're good for hockey. Right, yeah. right. One of the greatest days of my life was when Toronto... This was 2013. Yeah. Uh, first round of the playoffs against the Boston Bruins are up 4-1 in Game 7. Yeah. And this is the greatest. <laughs> they were up 3-1 in that series. Yeah. 
Uh, were they up three yeah, one in the series? They, they, and then they, they were up in game one. seven. And then I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, four <laughs> one with ten minutes to go. <laughs> yep. And so I'm watching the game in Los Angeles with my friends from Toronto. And then it becomes four three, four two, and then four three. You can guess where this is going. Right. Four four. And then it gets to overtime, and Toronto loses. They had it all. It's in, like it's never, it's unheard of. And my friend just walked out of the bar into their cars. They didn't say goodbye, and they just drove off. I didn't hear from some of them for days. I was the happiest. I could not have been happier to see because it's also sports at the end of the day, right? And you're right. We should get back to abortion. And that topic. <laughs> Stuff we can all agree on. Yeah. Uh, so, but 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 to that level, it's funny because we don't it because. Obviously, you know, reading up on you and all the, you know, the, so obviously you have a uh, a career that's been uh, very uh, successful in Canada as well and, and hosting a number of shows and so on and so forth. And and I'm always curious about the perception, you know, uh, for example, you talk about the rivalries and you kind of describe something that might be a rivalry the way we have uh, Philadelphia against like the the Penguin. Dallas or, oh. or, or even that yeah. as well. And, and for some reason, you know, we always perceive this blanket. Well, they're just such pleasant people, and and you know, everyone, you know. But there, there is, I guess. What is the greatest misconception you find oh. about Americans towards Canada? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I think yeah. Well, that no, I think you've hit on it. Like there, are, there is as much ignorance and racism and nonsense <laughs> in Canada as you'll find anywhere. Okay, I think the 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 one equalizer in Canada is uh, is socialized uh, medicine. It really is. Like, <laughs> That's it. The fact that uh, you get hurt, you're okay. You don't have to pay for anything. Right. That kind of puts everyone on a little bit of equal playing, on, on the equal playing field. But everyone's paying for it. Right. Well, yeah, our, our taxes paid for it, but at least you know that you're, you're you're not going to have to mortgage your house or get another job or, you know, you don't have to worry. And there's right. a, I think there's a sense of kind of camaraderie that keeps us all. Does that foster more uh, sports-related fights, knowing that you're covered? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, probably. but you're saying that people think because of things like that that you guys are... Nice to everybody. And, and well, well, I think that there is some truth. And again, I don't know anything. I'm a dumb Canadian. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. So this is just me. Yeah. Guessing. But I feel like that kind of makes it's the one thing that kind of links us all together. No matter what, we're OK. So when we I was in. Uh, uh, but it doesn't answer your question. But go ahead. Sorry. No, but go ahead. No, no. So, so I don't like, want to answer it. When I was I'm in. Done. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> it was a stupid question. Back to abortion. No, the, the um, okay. when we went to Vancouver. My wife and I, one of the greatest vacations we ever took, loved it. Uh, but but it's funny because you you know you learn things and when we were there the thing the impression we kept getting and a lot of people were telling us that pot is a cash crop in in Vancouver of 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 huge levels and that there's a huge economy based on that and it was never something I perceived is that in fact the case because that's what we hear about Vancouver that it's well, it, I mean, pot is legal across right, the country right. now and right, so right. dispensaries but Vancouver's especially especially is a yeah, Vancouver, I mean, because it's also fertile soil for yeah, growing right, right, right. products. So, yeah, forever people have been, yeah, there's mushrooms and, and you know, marijuana to be harvested right. if you choose. And, um, yeah, it's a very liberal town when it comes to uh, drugs, uh, not just marijuana. Right, right, right. So, social programs and helping people and safe injection sites. Uh, so there's risk and reward with that. But, uh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very liberal when it comes to drugs. <laughs> you go to, no, I mean, go to Hastings Street in, in, in near Gastown in right. Vancouver, and you'll see a scene that is not depicted in any pamphlet from CanadaTourism.org. What would we, what would we really? see? Yeah. Uh, you'll 
be sneezed at, spat on, possibly. <laughs> really? Um, it's a it's an interesting world. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, but it's people who also support each other, and there's a community there. But it's it, it's 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 drugs. <laughs> it's drugs. It's a lot of drugs. I'm again. I'm feel so weird talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I'm going to hurt fellow Canadians <laughs> or fellow ripping, people. We're ripping the lid off about this. It. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask because when you when you first sat down, you guys were all talking. And I was just prepping and getting ready for the break. But it, <clears throat> did you like lose a day, or did you forget what day it was, or something like that? Or oh, yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought today was Wednesday. I was well. I live in Alaska now. I live in Juneau, Alaska, and so they're they're, they're a day behind us. Okay, no, <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, yeah. Oh, wait, you live in Juneau? Wait, why? I, did. I didn't. Okay. I moved there. Yeah. <laughs> I love this face. Well, no, no. I, I'm very interested. But I know. Like, I mean, like you know, you grew up in in Canada. I don't know how remote Ottawa is or where the town you. But then you moved to L. A., which is like the opposite of that. Yeah. And then Juneau, like. Yeah. I, to me, that's listen. That's romantic. Like I, I, I love the idea of of living it's very in, northern exposure. Yeah, north. I made a huge mistake. Oh, trust me. Yeah, okay. you were you were correct okay. to, ask, to ask that question with the perplexed look on your face as okay. you did. Like why? Why would you? That was correct. Yeah, because okay. I lived in Canada, moved to L.A. I had everything I wanted. It was perfect. Palm trees, loved it. Then I went to Alaska to perform, did a show, met a human woman um, who I fell in love with, oh. and we traveled back and forth. And then I decided to move there because she has a child and her work keeps her there, and I can travel for the most part for work. So I uprooted my perfect life in L.A. and now I'm called a bonus parent because I'm taking care of a five year old. Wow, bonus parent. Yes, because they don't they don't they don't like using step parent in terms like that. Anymore because they have oh. evil connotation, which is right, ridiculous. Because right. it ultimately just become evil bonus parent anyway. So who cares? <laughs> but when I pick, so I'm making Nutella sandwiches at six thirty in the morning, which is the whole thing is insane to even say out loud. Wow, yeah, that's <laughs> jarring. That's wow. that's a complete. But I mean, that's yeah. a. Com- I, I, we were just talking about uh, some of the, the the best times and most incredible experiences for me have been in Alaska, just gorgeous. But it is not the kind of place for someone, yeah. I think, who is a, 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 in an act of entertainment. Oh no, I made career. a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how much light you're, light you're trying to shine on my my errors. <laughs> yes, I've made a mistake. Trying I, to make you feel better about it. No, no, I know. Did you watch the movie? Like, uh, what was it? What was it? Insomnia with uh, Pacino. Yeah. Is, that a, oh, yeah. is that a comedy to you? Oh no, no, no. That's a tragedy. It's a, <laughs> that's exactly it's that real. movie. Yeah, no, that creeps up in my mind all the time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because sometimes, yeah, in the summertime, yeah, you get a lot of light, and sometimes you don't want that much light. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just illuminates every crack in your life. <laughs> you see every dust particle, everything that's not cleaned Jeez. up, the Nutella crumbs on the ground. You're like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? It's too bright. Give me darkness. And then you get too much darkness. Yeah. And then what do you do? <laughs> Vampires <laughs> lying around Alaska. Yeah. Just stayed in LA. Let me ask you this, because and I can only speak from personal uh, experience, but uh, every time I go to Los Angeles and I get out, get out the airplane in LAX and walk outside, I, I ask myself, why don't I live here? Yes. And then I, I, I have not been to Alaska yet, but you I would go to Alaska. <laughs> I, it's a, a, probably top of my list of, of states that I haven't. We been think to you made like a visit. mistake. <laughs> um, I, I know I did. Yeah. So on a daily basis, how much do you? Because you travel so much for work, and I'm sure it sends yeah. you back to Los Angeles for work too. Does it? Yeah. Does it really wreck your mental uh, state? <laughs> <laughs> 
Does it really wreck your mental? Yes, okay. it does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it doesn't wreck it, but I definitely miss Los Angeles. Like landing in Los Angeles, that feeling you're talking about yeah. just—it made me feel warm because when, palpable. Uh, when I'm landing in LA <laughs> and you just see the city getting bigger as you're coming down, and the palm trees are becoming more real, and then you're right—you walk outside and that. I love Los Angeles. It is a beautiful place. It's a fantasy land. If you can find a way to live in LA, and just one of my best friends in the world from Philadelphia, Tim. Bader. This guy might as well be the mayor of West Hollywood. He's a monster. You talk about Philly and yeah. stereotypes being reinforced? This is a, a monster human being. One of the best guys. Imagine like Motley Crue inside one body and that body is Ferris Bueller. Like that kind of fun. <laughs> wow. And so when you live that kind of lifestyle and it's, it's, it really is a better to burn out than fade away kind of thing. You know, yeah. his attitude. So when you live that kind of lifestyle in West Hollywood, it is a fantasy land. And if you can get away with it, that's great. But are the we, second we, I fell for the trick, you know, of, uh, oh, a child and love and romance and, <laughs> and uh, Alaska, yeah, that's great. It's not. <laughs> I can't believe you fell in love with someone in Alaska, like of all places. May, may I mean, we? I, I know. May we? You, go, you follow your heart, I suppose. Is, we assume, and not to be in doubt, this this must be a monster lover that you found yourself. A monster lover. <laughs> she yeah. is a monster. She is a monster, and I'll tell her that. Does, yeah. where, and she's always been. Uh, she's a, a native monster? of Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> a native Turns of Alaska. Out. She's an indigenous native Alaskan woman. Grew up uh, in a village in wow. uh, in Alaska. So like Jewel. Uh, Jewel. Jewel. Was the she from Alaska? Yeah, oh, yeah from that's Alaska. Right. Yeah, she's yeah. from Alaska. Um, yeah, so na- indigenous Native Alaskan woman from uh, a small village in Alaska, and yeah, it had a very interesting, difficult life. And now she works for the Alaska Network on Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault. So uh-huh. she's trying to influence policy and change the world for the better, which is admirable and wonderful and great, and also consuming. <laughs> So it takes over uh, our life sometimes. <laughs> and again, I'm going to make this about me and my time. <laughs> no, she's, you are uh, not a happy man. <laughs> by the way, I want to know more about your bonus parenting. Oh, what do you want to know? Yeah, there's plenty going on. Um, we know that you have a lot of access to Nutella. That's been established. Okay, so I used to. Here's what needs to be understood: is I used to live on a bar stool, and I mean, 10 a.m. Monday morning. Really? All my buddies. Yeah, all my buddies, oh, and, wow. and we hang out. And we watch sports. Like, like I said, West Hollywood, fantasy land. Okay? Mayor Tim Bader leading the way. <laughs> so uh, that was my life. And then the way I describe it is it feels like I've been helicoptered into a different world. And now I'm dealing with, dealing with, I, I, I enjoy it. But there's a five-year-old. Yeah. And that changes everything, right? Because you spend time with a woman, as I do, as a cisgendered, heterosexual, white male, <laughs> member of the patriarchy. I spend time alone with a woman. Now there's a fight. It changes absolutely everything. <laughs> so hours, when you fall asleep, how you, and a lot of people listening are probably like, get used to it. Who cares? Like, we, yeah. I didn't grow up. I wasn't eased into this through diapers and change and whatever. It's just I got All dropped in. And now this kid also has to learn to trust me. Who's this weirdo in the house? Well, I'll tell you who this weirdo is. <laughs> His name is John, and I'm now your bonus parent. So go to bed, <laughs> put the tablet away. <laughs> Stop eating so much sugar. You're yeah. wound up. We're not watching Frozen again. <laughs> it, is it possible, though? I'm furious. Is it possible this move circuitously saved your life if you were if you were a person on that path? Bingo. There okay. you go. Steve, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I was doing things. I was in I was absorbing substances that I probably was uh, I was going to run out of time. You yeah. nailed it. So, yeah, I, I mean, okay. I'm much healthier in Alaska. Good. When I hit the road, I, I drink. When I'm living in Alaska, I don't. All By right. the way, there are people texting in that know Tim Bader. 
Yeah, of course they Tim. do. Trust yeah. me. Tim is a legend. So, yeah, Tim Bader went to St. Joe's University, uh, according to this particular uh, person who texted Let's, let's pull him, up so. uh, Misspelled Marquis by Tim the Band. Is what he is that? A, he's a, a musician. Yeah. No, it's an album is misspelled Marquis. Okay. okay. Is he a comedian? Oh, oh, he's the greatest human ever. Yeah, he is a funny human. He's a commercial actor. He is... Uh, I know this guy. I'm he, went to, he, he went to Bishop Kendrick in Norristown. I can't, yes! Well, I can't believe so. we're talking about Tim Bader yeah. this much. It's perfect. Yeah. There he is. Good looking so, Bob Mentory podcast. There's Tim on the right with the uh, I finished third place shirt. Okay. I, so who's the I, girl on the, on the right. left, by the way, that's, John? That's yeah, that's I don't know left. who that is. She's on uh, the podcast. I can't remember her name. You said the guy on the you right. You said the guy on the right. He's on the that's left. That's a lady. The the oh, well, that's what they do in Alaska. It's a metric system. So when you're looking at <laughs> left, <laughs> left is right, right is left, eh? Oh, so sorry, guys. Yeah. So wait, so when you're looking at the photo, yeah, okay, yeah, on the left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I think, check to see if we've had him in studio. All right. Uh, pressing, because you know that, uh, I think girl. we. girl, she's hot. All right, anyway, go ahead. I'm fairly certain we had him in studio and that he is friends with a, with another friend of mine. And then that guy used to send me, and I think it's because of Tim, like, the worst videos. He oh, would send me the worst Laser videos. Wang. Laser Wang. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. So Laser i got to find out if Laser Wang and Tim. <laughs> Laser Wang sounds like a friend. Of- <laughs> yeah, I know. Tim, yeah. Laser Wang sounds like a Tim friend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you got to understand, this is a beautiful, beautiful human being. Like okay, when yeah. you're Like, yeah, when I speak of Tim, I speak only uh, in, in, yeah, he's a wonderful human. Reverentially. Yes. Uh, uh, but but you were you were down a path that perhaps you could see was not going to be the best. Oh, that has nothing to do with him. That oh. has everything to do with me and my dumb uh, drugs that I liked. Okay, so, yeah, that has stopped, and now well, I don't. Good. Now I don't. Yes, thank you. And now I don't drink in Juno because my girlfriend's in recovery, so that doesn't work out too well. But when I hit the road, don't get me wrong, I'll have a thousand beers a day. <laughs> One thousand beers. beers in a single day. Well, that's that's counterproductive, I think. All right. Well, <laughs> are we finding about all the, the judgment? Judgment? All the judgment? We're finding more about Tim. Uh, so it was called Tim the Band. Is this group? Yeah, uh, they were on Jackson's local shot CD volume there two. We go. Which there is a, we which go. is a local musician uh, uh, collective so that we put out right here on MMR. Six Degrees of Tim. How cool I'm is that? So happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. It is so great. Wow. It's, there are multiple uh, bands, and his brother Matt was ba- played bass uh, in the in the band as well. Okay. Yeah. Do you find though? And it's funny we talk about this about mm-hmm. like the uh, that whole TMZ bubble, the Calabasas bubble, that whole life out there, and, and uh, it is. There is such a skewed version of reality, and you've done the absolute from one one extreme to the other. You're now in the, you know you're now in a, in a wilderness survival movie <laughs> as a, as opposed to this because you you do get a skewed like it's 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 a playground for adults. Yeah, and and you you were succumbing to that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, there's also nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, if you can fit into that world and find a way of making a living and existing in that bubble, right. which is this playground for adults, like you say, it's like a less degenerate Vegas. It's like Vegas when the degenerates want a vacation from Vegas, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, if you make that work, it's amazing. Um, like but Tim. I, yeah, but I. Well, yeah, but for very different reasons. Like, uh, yeah, if you want to be single and live in West Hollywood and, uh, yeah, it'll cater to any need you want. But you can also have family life there as well. But, uh, yeah, it's a more honest world, Alaska. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, a more honest kind of, you know, uh, blue collar and white collar, just an honest worker's approach to life. Yeah, Los Angeles is this weird Hollywood uh, existence, which I don't like. I don't like that feeling, but Mm -hmm. I do like, uh, I do love the warm weather and everything else that goes with it. 
If you're just tuning in, it's John Doors here. Some people are coming in late to the interview. He's got uh, one show tonight at Helium, and then uh, Friday and Saturday, just the 10 p.m. <laughs> shows are available. The the other ones are sold out and uh, sold out on Sunday. Uh, you can go see him as well. Now, is is your goal to eventually get out of Alaska and move somewhere else? Or oh boy, I don't what know. Do you think? I don't think I can think that far ahead. How long have you been there? I think it has to be that almost a year. Okay, I oh, think you yeah, have yeah, first yeah. have to purchase a yeah. silver mine, and yeah. then you then you you miss the progression, right? And purchase <laughs> yes, if I could discover one and claim that I owned it somehow. Juneau is barely Alaska. I was looking at the map. It's like it's yeah. enough Alaska. It's enough Alaska, but it's it's it has hiking. It's got wilderness. It's fishing. Like, look, it's got everything you need. But yeah, it's not rural, remote yeah. Alaska. I'm not. It's not that point crazy. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to yeah. build a cabin in the woods and set traps for food. <laughs> but mean, you're right near the Glacier Bay National um, uh, Park, Mendenhall Glacier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. Sure. <laughs> you like look at big thing frozen water. It's fun. Yeah, it's just it's the stark difference in you know hanging out on a bar stool with Tim, like my friend Tim, and then trading him in for my new best friend Emma, who's the five year old. Right, and they're very similar, yeah. by the way. Like they both laugh at their own farts. Oh yeah, they love that. Um, what do you miss the most? Both of them have pooped their pants in my presence in the past year. Wow. wow. Yes. Wow. Good old Tim. Difference is Emma's underwear got thrown out. <laughs> Tim? Oh, no. Clean. We're sharing a hotel room, number one. Washes them in the shower. Oh, jeez. Next day, I go into shower. My shin is rubbing up against, what's this wet fat? Oh. oh. Someone needed his own. <laughs> anyway, same person. Is he I'm basically hanging out with the same person. Is he allowed wow. to visit you uh, in Juno? He'll never. No. He'll, he'll never leave. He barely wants to come back here. He'll never leave it. Well, you, you, listen, you, I think you're doing the right thing, and obviously we've established it saved your life. I wanted to ask you, I saw mm. one of your credits. I love this show, Scare Tactics. You were uh, on Scare Tactics. The best. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, did you do more than you did a couple episodes, right? We did a uh, full season. Full I think season. we did like 10 up ep- I did 10 episodes, I believe. Yeah. That show, I don't know what it is, and I'm not usually a fan of of shows with that sort of construct, but the the, the notion of generating sheer terror in someone yes. that way. Was that the one where you did like the Hills Have Eyes type of thing where there were um, well, yeah, it's a pr- uh, an elaborate prank yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where you, you were in an RV and and there were like these zombie oh, type people. I didn't do that episode. I know what you're talking okay, about. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, 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 they've done. Oh yeah, depending on yes. So the construction of that show is actually probably more fascinating than the show itself because I would they, have to imagine. Yeah, I assume you have to be wavered out the yin yang. I assume that there's oh. so many things that have to go into. There's a lot of risks. I don't think they're. Wa- I mean, they go to places where you don't require. Um, really? Yeah, because they're taking really? risks, insurance-wise, yeah. For people who've never seen it, it, explain the show, because it's, it's and you can see all these episodes, mm-hmm. they're available, but uh, it's it's unique. It's an elaborate prank show, so people, unsuspecting people, are, are brought in by their friend. Right. But there's a way they're profiled long before that, uh, but uh, that might get boring. So essentially, what people need to know is it's an elaborate prank show, so here's an example. Uh, <clears throat> this one kid that uh, came to to set, he doesn't know it's a set. <laughs> And he thinks he's going to be getting a job. They're lured in by. You it's know, usually a job. It's usually, a, usually like, a, like a part time thing, right? Either volunteer. Like yeah. that's how people are profiled. They know. Right. Okay, this person is uh, very philanthropic, and they yeah. want to volunteer, and they love animals. Okay, so we're <laughs> going to use all those things against them. We're going to take them to a place where animals are being tested on because it's clearly going to bother these people. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. some weird experiment's going to happen where a, a pig person is going to, if that makes sense, is going to jump out of a closet and scare someone. So that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you're a, uh, a hyper religious uh, Catholic. 
right. uh, then they they know probably you could get away with the devil or right. some sort of demonic possession, right? But that'll never work to a skeptic. So they profile people for the most part pretty well. So we got this one guy. <laughs> oh, my God. He thought he was coming to this job where me, I play this creepy online prank show guy. And I'm like, I need someone to help me do camera work. I do this online prank show. It's called You Just Got Boned. And so he was willing to make someone, I said, I want you to go in and pretend you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, going to pretend to shoot a guy. And it sounds ridiculous, but the, he thinks it's a prank. So he's going to go in and I've hired this plumber. I say, you're going to go in and pretend that you're going to kill him. You're going to say, put your hands up or you're dead. <laughs> So I remember what, this. Yes, okay. I remember His this. His name's yeah. Jimmy. So, yeah. So then, the, the, I explain that for a reason. Because then I reveal that he's now trapped. So I've now trapped him along with this other person who's handcuffed to this tub in right. this weird warehouse basement. And I'm now, I now come in and I'm now in a bloody butcher's apron with a cleaver in my hand. And my attitude has completely changed. And this guy feels trapped. Right. And he genuinely feels trapped. <laughs> he thought he was, he, we made him dance for his life. Oh my God. A disco ball begins to play. Music plays. This is it right yeah, here. You're yeah. pulling up the video right here. There's a disco ball. Yeah. There's, There's poor you. Jimmy. That's Jimmy. And oh, there's, there's Ger- a dwarf. That's Gerhardt. Yes, the little person. We made Jimmy give him compliments. And this is just, you don't get to see all of it. But yeah, we. <laughs> I feel bad for the listeners. Do you feel bad at all? About no. Well, okay. I. Okay, initially when we did this particular episode, because uh, he was so frustrated. When we revealed to him that it was a, that he was set up, he punched this. Uh, this uh, cabinet so hard and yeah. he was very upset like he he turned completely white like there he might have speaking of poop in your pants so he <laughs> may have who knows have you ever been have you uh, have, have I ever been joke? swung at or or attacked oh. or because you have people who are literally pushed to the edge with this stuff no. and they buy it the, the way everything is set up the scenario surrounding it the actors the ensemble the whole thing very effective. Yeah, some more than others. Like some uh, people just get a little weird. Yeah. Uh, so that's <laughs> but ideally you want them spinning, and they can't and and their their thoughts are racing so quickly that they can't keep up. Right. Like right. the treadmill's moving faster than their feet. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's the feeling you want them. So to have. You guys have more resource than we do have on on this show. We did a thing a couple of years ago. Uh, it, it started as a as, um, marching band wake up call. Where we oh, brought a, uh, a marching band into somebody's bedroom to wake them up in the morning. And then, right. and then we turned it into a chainsaw wake-up call. And that was the one that kind of went sideways on us. Uh-huh. This kid. Because this kid woke up swinging. <laughs> I mean, like, just haymakers. How, yeah. how, how old was this kid? 16? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 16, yeah, yeah. 18 years old. Just, yeah. you know, at that age where you never wake up happy. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody, but So the chainsaws, though, how do you get away with that? They're, you they're, they're you, fake. They're but fake they make the sound. They make okay. the sound and gotcha. the smoke comes uh-huh. out. But, but this kid, I mean, went from dead sleep to uh, Sonny Liston in a second. Oh, it was wild. But that's exactly what you want, do you yeah, not? Yeah. Oh, is this it here that we're watching? Uh, it's good for us. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. Rewind it just a little bit. <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> that's the face you want. You definitely uh, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah 17 says, years old. says, victim, uh, we're watching the video now. John, 17 years old. We have this guy in a face mask and everything. And yeah. he starts up the chainsaw. <laughs> <and they're going. laughs> but this is good. This is straight. This is great. This yeah. is great. Yeah, which is honestly, that's probably what you ought to do. Yeah. Throwing haymakers at, at a guy with a spiked face mask, by the way, which I'm just noticing. What, what's the thing on, above his bed? What's the poster? I don't know. Slayer. Oh, I or tell. Something like that. <laughs> probably hate breed. So, so, so this kid, though, this is how you find out who you really are yeah. in a situation like that. Yeah. Uh, fight or flee. Yeah. And this guy does. 
<laughs> this is perfect. Our host oh friend God. has to like calm him down. For people who can't, who don't, haven't seen this, like this kid wakes up, he throws. He's, yeah. he's just going nuts. And he's, yeah. he's got some got some girth Meat to on him too. Yeah, 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 he could yeah. hurt someone. Oh, oh my God! Oh my. God. So who's who's in the mask? <laughs> we had some people from a local uh, horror, um, you know, attraction, yeah, yeah, haunted house, and so they were they were adept at doing this. But the kids, <laughs> it's it's one of our favorite pieces of footage. <laughs> but scare, my... scare tactics oh. is that constantly. This yeah. is better. Are yeah. you kidding me? That is beautiful. <laughs> what I just watched now is the greatest <laughs> thing. I've had the most wonderful morning. <laughs> that kid is throwing punch after yeah. punch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not stop. That's great. I, I woke up once in my house thinking there was someone in the place. And I ran swinging punches at nothing. Uh, a, a painting had fall, fallen off the wall <laughs> and hit the ground. And you were swinging? Not a pa- painting. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. swinging at air, screaming, because I oh, thought no. someone, I'd been watching date, NBC Dateline episode yeah. soon. <laughs> I thought, there, I guess my brain just went from right. an intruder. <laughs> must You must attack the intruder or you're dead. So, yeah. Preston, Preston swinging at nothing. <laughs> you got to tell, <laughs> oh, tell, tell the story. <laughs> Oh, I was well. I was my wife and kids were out of town, so I'm home getting loaded, of course. And uh, it was late at night, and I hear this thump down in the basement, and I'm like, "Oh man!" I thought somebody was in the house, so I go grab my shotgun, I load it, and I just make this announcement to the house. I'll give you one minute to get out of this house or I'm going to come in shooting, you know. I love it. And so I'm standing there drunk off my ass, holding a shotgun, loaded, ready to go. We had in the basement an automatic cat box, you know, a a, a litter box that would clean itself. Yes. And apparently it had vibrated and knocked something off the wall. But I was ready. I was ready to take a life that night, John. That, I love that. I was going to give him one minute to get you out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. You just go down and... All right, cat box. <laughs> I should have done it just it. to feel satisfied. But that is exactly what I was talking about, but that's even better. Like, to yeah. yell out to the house <laughs> yeah. with a loaded gun. Yeah, I want to exactly. see you. That is beautiful. Well, listen, John Doerr is at uh, Helium Comedy Club. Uh, tonight, there's a show at 8 o'clock. Friday and Saturday, the shows are at 7. The late ones are... I'm sorry, the, those are sold out. There's a 10 o'clock show each night and then uh sunday at uh eight o'clock so you can get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com yeah Do not miss them and and get the tickets now before they sell out wait a minute what, what? the guy in the mask from the chainsaw wake-up calls on oh, the no! And Pierre's on the line too. All right. We gotta do two things. Can you yeah. hang up for yeah. a minute, John? Yeah, sure. All right, hang on. Let me let me go to Tim. Hey Tim, good morning. Hey, good morning, man. How's it going? Hi. We haven't talked to you in years. How you doing, man? It's been, it's been quite a while, man. I don't know Good. So, uh, so you were the guy wearing the mask with the chainsaw in that thing. Yeah, I had the little the little gimp mask. If I remember, and I, I, we were concerned about you making sure, but you thought it was funny, if I recall correctly. Oh, I, it was hilarious. Like doing the at the Bates Motel when I would do that stuff in the hayride, yeah. I would get sipped and punched and <laughs> stuff thrown at all the time. He's trying to get used to it. It comes it comes with the territory. But this kid threw about a good eight punches at you. He was. <laughs> not letting up it was too damn funny you still do yeah, that i haven't done it in a couple of years uh, but i did it i was the chainsaw guy there for almost 20 years i did like 18 years i think chain uh with the chainsaw and the leather mask oh my god that's hilarious wow yeah well, well we, we, we're glad you recovered from your your facial injuries oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ranks up there in one in one of our favorites wow all right cool well, tim sorry to keep this short but it's good to hear from you man 
Good to hear from you guys. All right, we'll talk to you later. See ya. We'll have uh, we'll, we'll repost that video yeah. so you guys can see it. All right, real quick, let's uh, we got we got to check in our caravan of love. Casey, can okay. I have some love music, please, yeah, because uh, Pierre Robert is going to uh, a couple of different sites uh. in our area, a couple of work sites, and spreading the love. He's got coffee, he's got donuts. Our friends at Duncan are, of course, facilitating this whole thing. Pierre Robert, are you there? I am here with the lovely Dunkin' Donuts Valentine's Day uh, Liquid Love Caravan of Love. And uh, I'm here with two of the beautiful calendar girls. Tell me your name, my dearest. My name is Gina Soraka. And Gina, what uh, month are you? I am January. Marvelous. (laughs) A fine month to begin a year. Where's our Allison? Allison, what month are you, dear? I'm June, and I'm also on the cover. Wow! Woo-hoo! Yeah, you got two of the best there, Pierre. You guys have a cover, girl! <laughs> <laughs> Great day in the morning. Let me get my Duncan people. What is your name, Duncan Helper? Tara. She's one of Santa's Duncan's helpers. <laughs> and what's your name, sir? Joel. Christmas. And uh, you driving the big pink Duncan truck. That's right. And what uh, flavors do we have for our people here? Well, we got original blend coffee. We've got our uh, Girl Scout themed flavors, thin mint and coconut caramel as well. Wow. All right. I want to do a group survey. How many like regular? Okay. Apparently no one. Uh, how about the thin mint? How many like that flavor? I don't need hands. I need vocal. Vocal. Thin mint. And what was the other flavor? Coconut caramel. How many want coconut caramel? Wow. Well, we have a clear winner in Pierre's democracy. <laughs> now, let's move on to the next. What is your name, my dear? Hetty Jane. Hetty is the most beautiful specimen of humanity I could have possibly. You are like you are like an oasis in the desert. Thank you, because I was trying to figure out why didn't you think I was one of the calendar girls. Uh. <laughs> You're in my calendar, baby. Well, that made my day. Now, you uh, wrote into Nick and asked us to come by. Tell us about this place. Okay, we're a global medical device company. Um, and I need a lot of global medical devices. Okay. And um, a lot of us grew up in the area, and we listened to WMNMAR, and we all know you very well, and we love to listen, and I thought this would be a nice treat. Well, is this a nice treat, my fellow citizens? Yeah! That's good. And Hetty, um, I want to thank you. She has tie-dyed screens all over the place. She has all these greetings for President Steve and Pierre. So you've really done a nice job in a beautiful tie-dye shirt you're wearing to welcome us. Well, I, this just made my day and year. So I thank you and everybody well, say for hi coming. Hi, President Steve. Hi, President hey. Steve. Hey. Hi. How you doing, Hetty? How are you? We're wonderful. Where did you go to school. <laughs> I'm a bird. I'm a Delco girl. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I want everyone to say good morning, Preston Steve. Good morning, Preston Steve. I, I should have been school. a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice, Pierre. One of those Montessori schools. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna make uh, make sure they're they're well caffeinated and well fed and all that while you're there, and and then move on to another location, right? That is correct. We have going to Delco. Apparently, I'm going to Delco. <laughs> you are going to Delco. And he knows. Where are we now? Where am I now? I don't even know where I am. What we're town is it? Malvern. We're in Malvern. Yeah. County. We're in Chesco, and we're going to Delco. Um, we've got all these beautiful donuts, chocolate donuts, and uh, love donuts, and heart donuts. And we also have Dunkin' Donuts, 
um, gloves and hats and okay. things and certificates. I mean, it is a it's a feast. It's You're like clearly overwhelmed. Yes, it's an amazing thing. But uh, uh, to hear that reaction, Pierre means everything because that's what the caravan's about. It is a caravan of love, isn't it? Love. <laughs> that was really lame. I want everyone to say love. <laughs> now that was said with the true intensity of Woodstock. <laughs> Okay. Of Woodstock, of course. Uh-huh. The half right. and half might be bad. Pierre, enjoy the you time there. Okay. Oh, uh, we will. People can get together in Chester County and rolling. have donuts and nothing but donuts. Mm-hmm. All right. When we'll... the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah. All right. We'll check back with you in a little bit, Pierre. Thank you. Okay. Night, night. Night, night. All right, he's spreading the coffee all over the uh, uh, the Delaware Valley, so he'll head to another location in a little while. All right, now I'll officially wrap up with our friend uh, John Dorf for being here this morning. <laughs> you need some coffee? We can set you up, man. Oh, Pierre, Pierre's a good one. I like <laughs> him. He's a good man. I, know, I like him a lot. He's a good man. All right, so heliumcomedy.com to get the tickets. John Dorf, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Enjoy night, your night, time. Guys. Night, night, night. John Dorf, night, 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 night. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Probot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads. The Who. And Jackson's Local Shots opener. Foxtrot and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th. BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, thank you very much, Cass. Our next guest is uh, from Philly, and uh, he's got a new series coming to Netflix on February 28th. It is called Restaurants on the Edge. He grew up as buddies with Kathy Romano. That's right. Yeah. Look at him now. Please welcome (laughs) to our studio this morning, Nick Liberato. Yeah. Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. Thank you you so much for having me. I'm doing excellent. No problem. Well, first of all, congratulations. The show is coming out. you got to be way excited for this to hit and see how it takes. We're super pumped. It's been a long time coming. I mean, this has been a dream that's more or less been manifested over over a lifetime, and it's now finally happening. Now, the the conceit of the the show is that um, you head to these restaurants that are in these amazing locations, beautiful locations, but they need a little pick-me-up. They need some help, and then you kind of help uh, do a makeover on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially, we, we go around the world to underperforming restaurants that have beautiful views because when a restaurant has a great view, you, they're usually banking on their tourists, um, you know, pretty much the, the environment, the location to fill the seats. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And we uplift it in a positive way, which a lot of these rescue shows, one I was on Bar Rescue, which is an amazing show. It's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, but it's a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, you could be better, you know? But, right. You know, it's just like, but a little demeaning sometimes, but like... This show's done in a very positive way and in a lot of different cultures. I love that because a lot of times you will go to these places. A lot of times these places will just skate by on the the view. Mm-hmm. And and the the food will be substandard or they'll be it's like, man, I thought this would be better. You go in and and uh and so you you try to incorporate from what I'm understanding 
the locale, the people, the traditions in the area, and sort of infuse the restaurant with that and raise its game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, actually, my, my restaurant in Venice Beach, which is called the Venice Whaler, was right. an underperforming restaurant at one time. It was a $3 million business when we took it over in 2014. And uh, after spending time with uh, focusing on the demographic, which is Venice Beach, the decor, uh, the branding, the food, the cocktails, the service, you know, now it's almost a $10 million business. And it's it's now doing four point five million in food sales, where we were doing three hundred thousand. It's, it's that's, so, yeah. that's a lot of scuttle. It's yeah. so <laughs> it sure is. I, it's, wait, 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 wait! I ate there. You no did. Looking way. at the picture of it, the last time we were in California, I went there. Yeah, the place is an institution that actually the did we the, eat there? the Beach no, no, Boys. This is, this is when Nick and and I met out in L.A. to to go see with uh, Michael Giacchino. Yeah. We were just walking down Venice, and we wanted to get a place to eat. Yep. And I, I, I'm, when you said that, I'm like, wait a minute, let me pull up a picture of this. And sure enough, that's where we had lunch. You know, a lot wow. of people that used to go there don't remember being there because they used, would drink a lot. It's kind of the place <laughs> you would, like, end your night at. <laughs> right, but, right. But it's uh, it's become an institution. It used to be called the Crab Shell back in the day. And the be- the Beach Boys, the Doors, uh, the uh, the Beatles all wow. used to eat there. And it was kind of considered the rainbow room of, of the West Side or, like, okay. the Roxy sorry, of the West Side. Sorry to interrupt. I got excited when yeah. I saw that. <laughs> it almost looks a little bit like the place that uh, they eat at um, and I love you, man, if you know what I'm talking about. That's not the restaurant, There's is it? been a lot of things that have been filmed there. Okay. Yeah, quite a bit over the years. Um, so, like, so Beach Town's here. I, I, I'm always amazed at how they stay in business because they're really just banking on, what, May to September, maybe October. And then they go dark, you know, in between those times. I don't know how businesses like that stay afloat. Well, we don't need to worry about that in California. And that's yeah. Yeah. We got the sun yeah. shining every day. And, yeah. I mean, today it's like as cold as it'll possibly get and still rain, which feels like a cheap vodka. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, and, it, and even on your show, the places that you go to, I mean, these are beautiful, beyond like Jersey Shore case, beautiful locations. Gorgeous locations, but still, when people lose touch with their environment, you know, they get really comfortable with the space they're in and thinking that's ultimately going to be driving the sales. But just like a lot of these shows we see where people open restaurants, it blows you away, like with no experience and just having a little bit of money, and they open the doors. It's we're perpetually fascinating. We know a number of, of the celebrity chefs, and we're friends with them that, that come to the area, and uh, and it, to me, and we've always said this: it's it's show business. It's the same thing. It's it, it's that same sort of. You got to bring in the audience. You got to keep them happy. You have to raise the the bar and improve the product and do everything. And it's it's the same same mechanics that would I th- would say go into a successful show business career. Go go into what makes your career a work. And also the chefs themselves have to be possessed of that capability. Yeah, I mean it's I, I've been in this business for a long time. I moved to California uh, twenty years ago, and it's a constant evolution. Yeah, I think you always got to be better than the day before, but. You're, you know, we're dealing with Yelp reviews. We're dealing with so many people giving their opinions or their allergies and their restrictions. It's, so it's constantly challenging to make someone happy in the restaurant business. But myself speaking as a chef restaurateur, right. you know, my main goal is to create the best experience I could possibly create for the guest. By the way, for those who don't know, Nick's catering business in California is called Caladelphia. I'm a Philifornian. <laughs> You're a Philifornian. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, did you name it that to as, as a nod to people who might pick up on 
button that and go, man, I miss being on the East Coast. I should do that, you know? Pretty much. Okay. And also, when you guys are in L.A., I actually ship Amoroso rolls out to the Venezuela. <laughs> and we do proper cheesesteaks. So what about people? There, there are a number of Adam McKay and other people out there and uh, from, from the area. Have you, uh, have you made connections with the transplanted Philadelphians that are in the entertainment business? You know, I, I actually used to cook for Will Smith. Oh, there you go. Point. So, yeah. I mean, you don't get better than that. <laughs> right, right, but right. But I, I meet a lot of people, and you immediately know once someone says you're from Philly or Boston or New York, yeah. you know, there's that East Coast bond that, that's unlike anywhere else. Adam Goldberg, all those people are out there. Yeah, yeah. doing well. You got to see when he comes home, and he so he'll often go to our friend's house, and he cooks in her kitchen. It's like... I think he thinks he's, like, at his restaurant kitchen. Her kitchen looks like a bomb went off. I mean, he does it, even if it's just for friends, he does it right. Yeah, and I'll just make myself a drink and just walk away. And walk I'm away. Just like, <laughs> mic drop. So what's the most exotic location that in the series, because we're all excited to see the series, where you, know, where you, where you, where you were just, the Vista or whatever was just mind-boggling? I, I'll be honest. You know what was gorgeous was, uh, which is in, in our first season, is Hong Kong. Hong we Kong. went to a little town called Taiyo. Wow. And it was Always like a shrimp go. fishing village. And it was uh, a kind of like a stand on the side of the street in this little village. And it was just breathtaking. I had actually, it was my first trip to Asia. Yeah. And I thought New York was big, but Hong Kong just dwarfed it. I mean, there were just elevators going up the, you know, the side of the streets, the, 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 how many Michelin restaurant, Michelin star restaurants there were. And the, the population was just booming and the different types of food and the culture was just, I was just so motivated and inspired. It was, it was unbelievable. How did this show come about? Somebody approached you? Did you have the idea? How was this pitch? No, it was, it was an idea that I, I, I had had and I had approached some other people that, that are also ex- executive producers on the show and it stemmed from what we did at the Whaler, you know, ultimately because oh. it's, it's a beachfront spot that was underperforming. I went in, I uplifted the, the you know, the, the entire spot over, over for some time and actually yeah that's great okay you turned down <laughs> around a restaurant you yeah. made it great yeah that doesn't mean you're a great personality a host can do a show right you know? so uh, <laughs> yeah how yeah did you work that, that well angle? you know i think it's just been a long time coming i've i you know i've worked on top chef masters i've worked on bar rescue and sometimes chefs are introverts you know yeah. i'm a people yeah. person i love to talk to people all those years working for other chefs i was always looking out in the dining room wanting to, to uh, create experiences and you know rub shoulders with the guests but i i really enjoy um, you know, making a positive impact in the media and, and on TV and stuff. And it's just been something that's come really natural to me. I have, a, I have a lot of fun. But this outlet of being able to combine my two worlds of both working on TV and as a chef at Restaurateur, it's been something that's worked out really well. Do you find that because for years you've been friends with Kathy, do you, did you find that, that when you got away from her, you start to open up a bit, <laughs> start to feel better about yourself and talk? Um, my friends like Kathy and others are just super colorful, like amazing people. That okay. are su- very outgoing. So I've always been, I was prom king. That's a big deal. Yeah. Did but, you, and was this the point in time where we say Kathy was Puerto Rican for a brief, for a couple of years? <laughs> she was, uh, you were a cheerleader. Yep. Yeah. She was like running the whole cheerleading yeah. squad and stuff. Wow. And, who was uh, prom queen? 
That was Michelle Karam. That was Michelle Karam. That's right. Yeah. Wow, look at that picture. What, wow. what did you say? I have a little bit less hair. And, and then, Wait, what did you say, Casey? Look at that bitch. <laughs> She's a very nice No, guy. she wasn't. She's at a all. sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we had a blast in high school. Oh I mean, my God, so we, much there is, uh, I often tell some of our stories, and you've, there's definitely been stories about you that have been told. I usually don't use names, so okay. you're oh, safe. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, Nick, wow. Did you ever take a crack at uh, Kath back in high school? Uh no. no, never, no. never. It would never, have been like never we're going to ask her out or anything like no, that. No, no. We uh, was why? she was she the sloth to your goonies? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? There are, no, there's a few people that like. I mean, I think that's why we're still friends. And and our friend Elisa, you guys know Queen yeah. B. Nick, um, that's one of Nick's best friends as well. And no, he never took a crack at us, which is why we're all still friends. <laughs> yeah, when you have a when you have a, a friend like that or like a, and I, I had I used to have most of my best friends were, were women you know and that, that sort of dynamic can be great you know yeah yeah I, I think just I never was pushy like that and yeah. I just had such a close click like Kathy and Elise in high school and, and we just we just had so much fun so much yeah. fun I mean yeah. it was like dazed and confused almost like <laughs> yeah. our, our, I mean our our senior prank I remember didn't we camp out yeah on, we, the, on the front lawn of the school yes you camped yeah. it's epic oh yeah we blocked the parking lot and we you know. case there yeah. were tents there yeah. <laughs> I just stayed awake <laughs> yes now Kathy told us that in school she was the one that was selling the drugs mostly oh, so stop no, no. it uh, yes <laughs> but uh, so so good memories it's, it's good to, yeah. to come back here you're here for a while Wild, right, a little bit. Little yeah, bit I'm time. here for a little bit, doing a bunch of press between here and New York City. Have um, you entertained the notion? We know the city is now coming to its own as a foodies location, and and it's it's on the the hierarchy of of restaurants and restaurateurs. Oh, or, he's coming back. I, oh, I, I just okay. like to say how impressed I am with Philadelphia and the moves that the restaurateurs have made over here in the past 20 years. And yeah. it's definitely on my radar. radar. I'm cool. really looking forward to opening up a business here sometime soon. Excellent. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we're going to watch the series, and it's called Restaurants on the Edge. Available on Netflix on the 28th. We'll remind you of yes. that, Kathy. We'll make yeah, sure that sure. we know. We'll make sure we mention that when uh, that com- time comes around, Nick. But uh, in the meantime, congrats. Always nice to see somebody doing uh, some high-profile, cool stuff out of this area. Thank you so much. Wish you the best. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Excellent. Yeah. You Nick right. Liberato, guys. Yeah. Let's hear it for him. Nice job. All right, before we break, I'm going to ask the question that we have from uh, Dr. Oz uh, to give away the $500 Amex gift card. So the question that I have for you is, on yesterday's show, Elizabeth Smart spoke to Dr. Oz about a new initiative she started for girls and women so they are less likely to be victims. What is the name of that program? And we'll take caller number 12. We'll start there and see if you can get it right. Okay. I watched this yesterday, Preston. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Elizabeth Smart was on Dr. Oz. She says, started a program for girls and women so they are less likely to be victims. What's the name of that program? 215-263-WMMR. We'll find out when we get back. We have another guest. We're going to check in with Pierre as the caravan of love continues with Duncan and more. Uh, also, the Gina and Allison from our Totally Office calendar with, uh, with Pierre. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Preston Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Also, as I sit here and sip my Dunkachino, I I will remind you that Pierre Aubert is out on location, and he's headed to the next stop on the Dunkin' Spread the Love caravan. 
Uh, he's headed to Havertown, I think. Is that where he's headed? Yeah. yeah oh, Haverford. Yeah. Haverford. Sorry. We're like the generals in a battle, and he's the foot soldier out there in the trenches. He's, slay, you know, getting out there and just tearing it up tearing on the streets. Tearing it up. Making, so, making a change. So we will, uh, we'll check in with him in a little while, but first we have to get a winner from the Dr. Oz contest. So yesterday, Elizabeth Smart spoke to Dr. Oz about new initiatives she started uh, for girls and women so they are less likely to be victims. What is the name of this program? That is the question. We have Amy, who is caller number 12, which is where we're starting. Hi, Amy. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. So what's the name of the initiative that Elizabeth Smart started? The Smart Defense. The Smart Defense is correct. <laughs> you got it right, Amy. And since you did get that, we have a $500 Amex gift card for you. So excited. All right, hang on the line. We'll get your information, and we will take care of you. And all you need to do is watch Dr. Oz today. We'll have a question about tomorrow, and you can get a daily dose of Dr. Oz each day. Health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, celebrity interviews. Watch Dr. Oz show weekdays, 2 o'clock on Fox 29. On the show today, lewd photos, revenge porn, and the end of privacy. Sounds pretty funny. Let's... uh, Let's see what question we will have for you tomorrow concerning Dr. Oz. All right. Our next guest uh, comes to us in our studio because we got a text the other day on Monday after the Oscars saying, would you please congratulate Colleen Grogan? She won an Oscar last night and she's from Phoenixville. So we did. And then we started to find out more about her. And she is the vice president of an indie production company called Hot Snakes Media and won an Oscar for Best Documentary Short Subject. It's called Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if You're a Girl. So welcome, Colleen to the show this morning. Congratulations. Thanks so much. I'm psyched. Wow, you got to be. And uh, wow, the Oscar looks totally different than I remember. (laughs) It looks like an Emmy. Oh, you brought an Emmy in with you this morning. Well, as an executive producer on the film, I didn't get the actual trophy. So when Nick called me, I said, I hope that's okay because I don't have... A prop to bring, but I did win an Emmy ten years ago. So are, are, are you listed? Are you listed as an Oscar? Are you listed as a winner, or because an executive producer is they're the financing, correct? Yeah. They're the ones that yeah. help put it together, and then you have the producer who's the actual overseeing the the execution of the deal, and then so on and so forth. Right. So, uh, so what was your involvement in so, this this documentary, which is just not only won the Academy Award, it's won the BAFTA. You were uh, what else? Uh, Tribeca. Tribeca. It's, it's just uh, international documentary award. Just killing it. Quite, wow. quite impressive and yeah. exciting, especially for me because thanks for asking, Steve. As an EP, I worked at A and E Networks. I was at Lifetime at the at the time. Right. It was in 2015. I'll go as fast as I can. We had a speaker come in and talk about Skatistan, which is the organization that we feature in the film. And we originally looked at it, obviously, because it's about young girls skateboarding for lifetime as a series. Wouldn't work. It's right. Afghanistan. So Molly Thompson, who heads up A&E Indie Film, was a colleague of mine. I said, let's let's talk to Molly and see if this could be a film. So then Molly came along and she is a powerhouse filmmaker. I mean, Jesus Camp. Life animated last year. She did the Clinton affair on A and E, like massive, massive. Wow, wow, big, big winner. She's been yeah. Oscar nominated before, Emmy winning, Cartel Land. She did. Oh, Cartel Land's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember there was one? Um, one of the early, earliest ones was called Murder Ball. Yes, amazing film. And so Jesus that's all Camp. her. That's all Molly. She's wow. my ride or die. She's from Trenton, also an MMR fan. <laughs> um, so she came along and. Put together the team. So the winners, the people who got the trophies, an amazing director named Carol Dysinger and a producer named Elena. And Carol 
had worked in Afghanistan for 15 years on various films. There's, so Molly called her up, and we just you hit it and, and the off and running. And, you from, know, from 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 that particular notion of doing a movie mm-hmm. to you at the uh, at the auditorium mm-hmm. for the Oscars, how how long a time are we talking? Four years. Four wow. years. Yeah. There's documentaries. I love documentaries. I love anything, you know, uh, I can just sit and even something that I'm just peripherally interested in, mm-hmm. you know, if it's done right, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, um, I'm totally engrossed with uh, McMillions on mm-hmm. an HBO right now, you know, uh, anything that's presented yeah. the right way can be really uh, engrossing, but it's such an arduous type of filmmaking mm-hmm. uh, because, it, you know, it you're, you're, you're showing, you've got to go collect the footage, you've got to go do the interview, you've got to do the whole thing and, yeah. and come up with the narrative. It's unlike anything. This was your first time doing something like this, right? Yes, and it was a total education for me. I've yeah. done immersive documentaries, again, on the network side. So right. cushy, easy, much easier job. Not right. out in the field. My husband, I have to give him a plug because he was on <laughs> intervention too, but he was the guy making the show. So I always joke that I was so so dumb and married him because I should have <laughs> kept hiring him. But, um, yeah, you know, the people out there doing it, the patience they have. It was an education for me. It's the first film I've ever worked on. I obviously had one idea of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought, honestly, it was going to be something more sad. And then our director was like, no, this is so hopeful. And these young girls are so fearless and just being able to move their bodies in a way they've never gotten to before and get an education. Yeah. Which they, these girls are from very poor neighborhoods and the risks they took to get the education. It's repre- know, very repressive. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And their mothers and their fathers letting them go. You know, it, it was really about communities, you know, helping these kids get a future that they personally didn't get. So it was a much hopeful, much more hopeful and much happier film than I thought it would have been. That's so, cool. Uh, yeah. Colleen, I watched it last night at uh, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl, and um, it really is hopeful. It's really well done. It's about 40 minutes long. First of all, how can people watch it if they want to oh, see it? Well, the fastest way, thanks for asking, Nick, is to go to com because <laughs> we have links to the A&E TV app and a a&E-tv.com. You can um, stream it. I think this is an Xfinity town, so I think yeah. you just put in your Xfinity criteria and you can stream the film, and we'd love for you to do that. 40 minutes, best time you'll spend. I really loved it for a number of reasons, um, but there, uh, there's no host. There's no narrator. This is just the girls and the teachers telling their stories. A lot of it's in Afghan, mm-hmm. uh, so there's subtitles, but um, they're, th- at the end of the movie and, and throughout it, what you realize is that they're just little girls. The, the, these are people that are in a terrible place in a lot mm-hmm. of respects, uh, but all they want to do is a go to school and b skate and to see the smiles on their faces to yeah. see how hopeful they are to see how encouraged they are and then to see their mothers being encouraged by a, p- a potential for the next generation of women in afghanistan mm-hmm. to have a future that isn't just binded to the taliban or being forced into marriage or things like that it's, it's really encouraging yeah yeah that's what we were so excited about and our filmmaker carol dysinger said that she said she's worked on so many films in afghanistan focusing on the men but anytime she'd go into the homes and meet the women, she'd like, I want to tell a story about these women. That's and, a story, yeah. Yeah, and it's a great one. I never once thought about uh, skateboarding being a culture in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it is it just very small and very concentrated, or is it pretty widespread? Well, here's what's exciting about it. It's not at all. They didn't even know what it was. In 2007, when Oliver Pertrovich, who started Skatistan, went there, he was just a skater married to an aid worker okay. and gave a skateboard to some street kids who were selling tea boys first and they started skating and then the little girls were like what are you doing and because no one there had ever seen a skateboard suddenly it became a girl's sport because they can't ride bikes they can't fly kites they can't do any of the sports the kids can do 
for various reasons having to do with skirts and straddling objects and whatnot, ridiculousness. But Mm -hmm. they now skate, and it's a girls' board, and it's gotten bigger, but they have to do it inside. The boys can skate outside the girls' You know, the funny thing is, and it's it's always like, you know, like to sort of paraphrase Jurassic Park, nature finds a way, Mm -hmm. people will find a way. They'll find a way. It'll it'll, it'll, it'll get there. Mm -hmm. And through these things... Is where massive change occurs. Yep. Uh, it's 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 an amazing thing. Now you've you as you said you come from uh, sort of um, some reality television mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the first show the matchmaking show? Yes. Uh, uh, Explain. It was, a, it was a, a a matchmaker in Buffalo, yes. and you chronicled this woman's success or lack thereof. Correct. Yes, sir, Steve. And thank you for bringing that up because <laughs> Confessions of a Matchmaker, Patty Novak, my sister Patty, you know good patties in my life. Patty Novak was a superstar. That was my favorite and first series. And she, we wanted to call it Tough Love, but yeah. we couldn't get the title. Later, VH1 had one called Tough Love, but she told it like it was, and she was way out of her Th- time. That's <laughs> it, Because yeah. that stuff, honestly, yeah. in, in the beginning days, you know, when, when a lot of the stuff was, was coming out, it was, it was, oh my God, this is really cool. You picked, obviously, Buffalo because it's so tropical. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Were, were you there for the act? Were, were you there I, for... The whole deal, working in Buffalo? I wasn't there the whole time. Again, the cushy job of a network exec. But I did go out there for (laughs) what's coming up now, the President's Day weekend. Right. The loneliest, saddest weekend (laughs) for the (laughs) singles in the coldest city in America. Yeah. And I went to a couple speed dating rounds, as honestly, as filler. And I was single at the time. And I'm not even going to lie, I didn't do very well. But I helped Patty to sort of do the show. Wow. And my Sharp Entertainment were the producers of that show. And Matt Sharp and Bob Larson, the funniest guys in the world. And they were just like... Another sad, lonely night. <laughs> but it, it was that, you know, those guys, again, they do God's work. Re- reality show producers, man, they, they do God's work. So, so one of our former uh, calendar girls, Brittany, uh, is, uh, is on uh, Very Cavallari on mm-hmm. E. And mm-hmm. so we, a lot of it is what we call, is what they refer to it as massaged reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but when it, again, when it's done right, it can be yeah. engrossing. And I can see how that sort of dovetails with <laughs> documentaries. For sure. Uh, uh, but uh, so now you're 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 in variety. Uh, you got this promotion to mm-hmm. this to this company. Explain what your well, yeah, that your, was your in, new path is going to be. Because I was at A and E Networks for almost twenty years. From I went from marketing to A and E to Lifetime, and then I had my son Leo. He's twenty months, and I took some time off, and when then decided to come back. And Hot Snakes is a company there out of um, they were Manhattan and Connecticut based, and I did a series with them called The Sisterhood Becoming Nuns. Proud Irish Catholic girl from Philly. I have two aunts that are Joe's, St. Joe's nuns. Yeah. And Eric Evangelista, who owns the company, also has some nuns in his life. And we shot at Doc for a lifetime. I was on the lifetime side then. But when I wanted to go sort of out to the freelance side, now I'm on the other side doing it. And man, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. And we yeah. got a couple of things in development we're really psyched about with my old friends at Lifetime and A&E. So I kind of went back home and cool. sold some things. So are you able to uh, stay in this, I mean, live in Phoenixville and, and work and do this? Or Sadly, no. I had okay. to, you know, I went to Manhattan, you know, and I and I love it there, but I love coming home every chance. They call uh, Phoenixville the sixth borough. I don't yes. know if you're, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Unofficially, officially. Is this, is this the company that did the show? It was a show called Breaking Amish? Yes, indeed. Okay. okay. I remember, and mm-hmm. that's where the, the kids are on uh, Rum Springer, right? Rum Springer, and then yes. they follow them after. And they just, we got a new season of Return to Amish picked up. So that's kind of the, the that's that's the gift that keeps giving over so, at TLC. It, basically, you're, you're, what do we, you're the one coming up with, what do we have next on the uh, on the, the docket, right? <laughs> well, am I allowed to talk about anything? Let's see. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm very excited because now we're doing Nature Docs with a guy named Forrest Galante. That's, that's another big piece of Hot Snake's business. They do a show called Extinct or Alive. Wow. So I'm kind of still a student of some of this 
this new stuff. I've been with them since September, so my stuff is still a little t- top secret. All right. Um, it's going to be good. That's very cool. Yeah. It's got to be exciting. It's Where did good. you go to high school around St. Pius 10th High School sure. in Pottstown. Yep. It's now called something different. Yeah, now it's uh, Pope John Paul II. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We talked about uh, St. Pius. Was it, was it that it or was it Pope John Paul? No, it was the, the, the jerky. It was yeah. a Slim Jim. Slim Jim, yeah. Slim Jim in the butt. It was a butt thing. That's another documentary series. Yeah, exactly. Food we've had in our butt. There you go. So what did you, how did you get into this business? Well, I started it at, yeah, over at KYW, I was an intern in the creative services department when it was and when it was Channel Three. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and then I went to an ad, ad agency called Smash in Boston, where I wrote and produced promos and ads for TV networks, Sesame Street, VH1, A and E among them. And then A and E hired me to come to New York in their promo department. Then a woman named Nancy Dubuque, who ran nonfiction, needed an executive to work on intervention, and I had. I was working on their promo campaign, and I guess she liked my stuff and said, hey, you want to work on the show? And That's bum, so awesome. bum, 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 the rest of the nice. See, started and with an intern. Yeah. Started with an internship. Like, listen. Well, where'd you do your undergrad? I went to Immaculata. Okay. It's called Immaculata College at the time, now yep. Immaculata University. University. I was yeah. an English major. Go English majors. Woohoo. So, uh, my question when, when, about the Oscars, I have to ask quickly, yeah, yeah. so make sure we get it in here. Mm-hmm. You're up in the nosebleed section, mm-hmm. but uh, did you encounter anybody coming in to do, with any celebrities? I did. Any, any shoulder rubbing? I got well. My bigger rubs happened at the v, uh, the Vanity Fair party. Oh. I had a lovely conversation with Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, very, very oh my nice God. guy. My daughter loves yeah, him. and we talked to Ronan Farrow, and I congratulated. I'm going to ruin his name, but TK Wakiki from Atiti. Yes, yeah, from uh, uh, the Jojo Rabbit, from Jojo Rabbit and best, uh, best Thor Ragnarok, and, uh, and uh, what we do in the dark. Yeah, he's he's great. He's so a lovely man. Ronan Farrow is, mm-hmm. is would be a great because I, I just finished uh, uh, Catch and Kill the, yeah. uh, the 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 book and it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So he's he's somebody who can he's generate great. a lot of documentary uh, stuff. Uh, so so oh well that, yeah that's really cool. So yeah. the Emmy the Emmy is for what did you? Well have the Emmy's for intervention. So when you talk about massaged reality, this is like the polar opposite. Right. So yeah. my, my world is less massaged. Um, but we won this one in I mean two thousand nine. So I really. I'm kind of. I got to get in another one. Just getting a little, <laughs> but I'm so proud of this one. It's my co- first show. I and think it's the most series. badass. It's the most badass looking it's award. It hurt, you can hurt oh. yourself. You, yeah. I, I carried it around yeah, in a baby pointy. Bjorn when I first got it and jabbed myself with it quite a few times. So. Yeah. The Oscar, oh. I have to say, is a little jazzier. No offense to the Emmy. Really? Okay. But it's heavier. It's den- it's dense and it's yeah. easier to hold, and you don't. It's not as pointy. I hear you. Um. So that's a good thing to aspire to get one. So, of those. so you will not get to a statue ever for I your won't. Oscar. Do you well, get a not- plaque? or anything no, like that? No, see, they should what? get a certificate. No, Something. I just get to say, this is how I get to say it. I was okay. executive producer of an Emmy-winning, or an Oscar-winning film. Okay. Which I'm quite proud to what say. What if we were to set you up with a $100 Dunkin' Donuts gift card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would that, uh... I'm gonna, I was going to say, that girl with the question, the smart question, got 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get five, I got a chocolate. I got a chocolate Oscar that I stole from someone's hotel room. All right. <laughs> um, you didn't get a gift bag either, did you? No. Did you hear how much they were going for those gift bags? Oh, bananas! Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth worth mm-hmm. of merchandise in those gift yeah. bags. Well, because God knows they need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. living, living check to check. But maybe yeah. they could send some of that down to Afghanistan or one of the other. I mean, Skatistan's in other countries. I have to say, Skatistan is has schools in Af- in Africa and other developing nations. So maybe some of that swag they can trade in for. In-kind right. donations to I, Skate I love it. Colleen, we knew about the uh, the <laughs> fact that you didn't get it, so we got you a cookie cake from Acme. <gasps> oh! Yeah. All right. It says you rock.
rock on it. Thank so you. There you go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, That's winner of the cookie cake from Acme. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Colleen Grogan. All right. That is, listen, you can't eat the Oscar, baby. And this is nice. This is good looking stuff. Thank we'll have, you. We'll have you hold both the Emmy and the cookie cake All right. together for a and photo that, op. Can I tell you the Grub Grub machine? from the 80s haunted my world. The morning zoo <laughs> oh, on my way right. to school. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, I was yeah. afraid I was going to come here and you'd be like, no statue. Turn on some sound effects and put her in the grub grub machine. Jeez, oh, man. This is awesome. Oh, shit, my well, are you, uh, how long are you in town for? Uh, till noon. I have to get back. <laughs> till and, noon. Well, I have to get back and make hit shows for, yes. my, yeah, for yeah, my yeah. new bosses, and I'm doing something for VH1, and it's oh, serious. Okay. Well, it's going to be good. Anytime okay. you, you need our assistance, you know, uh, we, we're right you here for you. You guys are the you. best. Thank yeah. you so much. And I have to give a shout-out to OLA, my sister's school in Wayne, and my sister Patty, who sent this email and got me this fun, fun love. So thank awesome. you. Lady of Angels or? No, or uh, Lady of Assumption Academy. Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, it was wonderful to meet you. We're nice so very you. happy and Thanks. proud that you're from this area and that you're doing so well. So Thanks so much. And, and seriously, take the 40 minutes to watch this movie yes. because it'll it'll move you. It's a, If you're a parent, if you're not, uh, it's really well done. Steve, you love documentaries. You're going gonna to love every second of this. It's uh, it's heartwarming. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Really, anything that, um, any emotion that you feel while watching a movie, I think you'll get from this one. Yay, so um, I can't recommend it more highly. Well Thanks done. Thanks so much, Nick. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right, guys. Best documentary. Preston and Steve.com. Watch the movie. <laughs> Best documentary short. Subject, subject is learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. Thank you, Colleen Grogan, guys. Yay! We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay. Why is this? What? We never did the bizarre file. We never we'll have did to the... come back to that. We're going to come yeah, back we'll and come do the bizarre to... file in just a moment. <laughs> Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Mighty, mighty boss tones. The impression that I get on 93.3 WM marks everything that rocks. So let's see. We got a lot left to do. There's a lot. Yeah, we had skipped the bizarre file. Uh, we had uh, Colleen Grogan in just a moment ago who was uh, just... Uh, she's an executive producer on a movie that won an Oscar over the weekend from Phoenixville. Very, very cool. Brought in her Emmy with her. Uh, but uh, so we skipped the bizarre file. She, she means- mentioned something, by the way, she, we, we can't reveal, but that she's working on that we talked about. It's going to be really cool. When yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely have to talk to her again when that rolls around. All right. Uh, so, you know what? We should do the bizarre file now. And then we got we still got to talk to her. Yeah, we got to do trash. Well, news, less question. All this stuff. So let's get to it now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by the Philadelphia Fishing Show at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. And February 21st through the 23rd, all things freshwater, saltwater, and fly. Uh, it's phillyfishingshow.com for more information. All right, just a couple things real quick. You got, have you been following this? The, these massive swarms of locusts? It's insane. Sweeping across Where? much of East Africa. Um, and they've reached... Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to care, Kathy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, East Africa, they've reached Uganda and Tanzania. Uh, the United Nations has said threatening millions more people with hunger in an already fragile region. I mean, this is not technically a bizarre file story, but it's just wild how big of a problem this has become. Uh, Tanzania has detected swarms in its uh, northern border areas close to Mount Kilimanjaro and hired three planes to spray pesticides, a tactic seen as the most effective means of countering the spread of the insects. And I just bought a timeshare in Tanzania, Preston. Oh, man. That's a bad mistake. Bad timing, Steve. 
Uh, but anyhow, they uh, uh, the outbreak in East Africa is the most serious in decades. It's already devastated crops across a swath of Kenya and Somalia. To give you an, uh, one one swarm in northeastern Kenya measured. 60 kilometers long by 40 kilometers wide. So here's what you do. You bring in those bats from Australia. There you go. <laughs> those millions of bats. Even a small swarm of the insects can consume enough food for 35,000 people in one day. So it's pretty wild. It's, it's horrible. It's, uh, it's almost biblical in proportion. Yeah. Let's see. Four people who survived a month adrift in the Pacific were recovering in the Solomon Islands, uh, Wednesday after an ordeal, they claimed that claimed the lives of eight of their companions. Uh, the group from Papua New Guinea said that they survived by eating coconuts found floating in the sea mm. and collected rainwater in a bowl during their 32 days adrift. Oh my God! Wow. Uh, the group set off from uh, Bougainville. I don't December, like coconuts. Uh, December twenty second. <laughs> I hate coconuts. Nah, I don't like coconuts. man. Uh, December twenty second, uh, <laughs> to celebrate Christmas. Do you have anything else? In the uh, Carteret Islands, about uh, 62 miles away. Uh, but survivor Dominic Staley said that their small boat capsized. A number of group of the group drowned. Uh, the rest managed to right the vessel, but there were further fatalities as they floated in the remote waters at the mercy of a powerful ocean current. Mm, toss coconut salad. <laughs> Fresh coconut milk. <laughs> New England boiled coconut. I would suck. Uh, but they managed to uh, to find them, and a few people did survive. But it's a it's a harrowing tale. All right, one more quick story. I'm sorry to keep it so short, but we've got to do what we got to do. Wild animals are not pets. Colorado Parks and Wildlife shared a video on Twitter showing a woman luring a deer into her house. What? And feeding it human food. They say it's harmful to both people and wild animals to do such a thing. How's and, that cappuccino? And he's <laughs> sitting there at the table with his legs crossed, <laughs> enjoying a cup. It's frothy the way I like it. Uh, and they've slapped her with a charge. And this biscotti is wonderful. <laughs> That's impossible. They don't have fingers. Uh, of feeding a big game wildlife. You staple it to it. And a fence that uh, carries a maximum fine of $100 per incident. So, uh, yep. Uh, you can't be doing that. Don't lure them into your house and feed them cappuccino. For brunch. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Uh, let me see. You know what? Real quick. Oh, man, that's a long one. I promise it's a shard out, and it's for today. Uh, let's see. Uh, How about you know who you are, and I'll hit the effect. Yeah, congratulations. Here you go. Here's your shard out. <laughs> no, okay. this is. I'll do this quickly. It's from uh, Kathleen Guzman. Wants a shout out to her husband, uh, Daniel. They moved uh, to Philly from Austin, Texas. Eventually, it took him a long time to come around on us and eventually did. And now his life is all about really? Preston and Steve show. Yes. We're like an infection. Yeah. She tells this really uh, great story about, uh, it, it, you know what did it? What? Apparently, it was the girl who had her butthole tattooed. No <laughs> oh way. God. Yes. Oh, feels so, feels good. so good. So good. That's oh. the one. He couldn't stop laughing. She said, from that moment on, Daniel referred to you guys as his friends. Okay. And uh, he takes, he, he, <laughs> he, he is constantly quoting us and telling us all kinds, or telling her stuff that he hears on the show. Uh, she said, you guys are definitely at the top of his friends. Uh, we've been back in. It feels so f- good. Um, they, we've been, they moved back to Austin in 2015, and they still listen all the time. 
I love um, it. Yep. So, in fact, he he listens all the damn time. She said. Oh, good. <laughs> On the background during uh you know giving kids baths during car trips in the shower mowing the lawn. So anyhow, can you please give your biggest fan a shout out for his birthday? On March March thirteenth. What? Oh, I thought man. it was February. But here you're rushing it. We can't it in. do that. Damn it. We can't do that. It's too much. You can't hit me up this early, Mm-mm. Kathleen. But oh, here you go. We're gonna do it. That's for that's for uh, your bu- your hubby. That's for Daniel. So uh, happy buddy. birthday to you a month in advance. All right. Now. Should we go to Pierre? Yes. You want right. to do yes, this? Yes, because this man you... has to get back here. He's done a favor for us. What do you think, Case? Yeah, go let's ahead do, and it. do it. All right. So, uh, the Duncan Caravan. It's the Duncan Spread the Love Caravan with Pierre Robert on his final stop this morning. He's been going all over the listening area, and he's arrived in Haverford. Ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Love Pierre Robert Yay! is with us. Hey, man. I am Doctor Love, and I have arrived. In beautiful Delco at Casey's YMCA, uh, the village people will be along to perform in a moment. But in the meantime, uh, they've got amazing programs. It's gigantic. And the nice lady who wrote to ask us to come out, tell us your name. Lindsay DeFruccio. Lindsay. And you live in this neighborhood? I do. Born and raised in Delco. Cool. Now, you uh, tell us what this program is because YMCA is gigantic and it's a great organization. Uh, but what is this? specific part of it? Child Watch is a huge part of the why. Um, parents can come in, drop off their kids. They can work out. They can hang out, have a cup of coffee in the lobby. They can take their other siblings um, to whatever events they have going on in the why and just get a break. And so cool. Yeah. So your idea was you wanted to treat all the babysitters, uh, which is a, a, a portion of uh, what's going on here, right? Exactly. They all deserve, I mean, they deserve everything. They Aww. Deal with the parents. They deal with the crying kids. They deal with it all, and they love them. And they have—they're awesome. And you wanted me to become one of those babysitters. <laughs> I think you should. That's so funny about that. Yeah, we got some. We got some kids here. Hi, what's your name? Uncle. Hi, say hi, Uncle Pierre. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Good. I got a They love me. Uh, what's your name? My name is Heather Williams. And you work here? I do. I'm a director here at the Y. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. It's a great program. How many people work at the Y? Uh, we have about, all together, about 300, 400 Day employees. Day in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and and so this is just a sub part, but it's so great that people can work out or do any of the programs. And if they've got kids, have them taken care of. Yes, absolutely. We love it. We love being able to take care of our community and the children so that they can come work out. And cool. And you've been listening for a while at MMR, right? I have been. I've been listening as long as I can remember. We listen to Alice's Restaurant every single year with this year. And, uh-huh. and it's amazing. I actually named my son Arlo. Wow. So. Do you know I'm on 340 other days? Of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thanks for that. I did know that, but that's the one day we never, ever miss. That's the one day you're good. Uh, it's, it's good. Um, what's your name? Hafni. Hi, and what's your name? Dylan. Are you guys babysitters? Oh, yes, yeah. we do. Okay, are you a babysitter? Yes, I am. And do you have any trouble with the kids ever? All the time. Uh, yep. I heard she's got a Bob Weir shirt on. Um, and so, um, how long have you been babysitting? Uh, about... Four years. And you've got two kids of your own. I have four. I only have two with me right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> four girls. Blood. Yep. Honey, would you like some coffee? <laughs> a cigarette? 
No. But she actually was, you were feeding this child Dunkin' Donuts coffee. She loves it. Well, there you go. <laughs> it is delicious, and it's the coffee of the Preston and Steve show. And we're all out here in the parking lot in front of the YMCA with this liquid love, this warming caravan of Dunkin' Donuts liquid love. Is everybody happy? <laughs> cool. So um, there you are, Preston and Steve, unless there's questions you have for this assembled multitude. Uh, we will uh, give them coffee and donuts and be on our way. You did a great job today, Pierre. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful having you out there. And we want to thank Lindsay uh, and uh, Hetty and Denise, who are the ones that uh, emailed in and wanted to be a part of the Duncan Spread the Love Caravan today. So I think you've made a lot of happy people today, Pierre. We have done the best we could. It's one small step for man <laughs> and uh, one giant leap for Duncan Donuts and the President's Steve program. Uh, one listener, loyal at a time. You enjoying that donut, son? Yes, very nice. Uh, <laughs> son. He loves me. I, I really ought to have a kid show. I really need You really you should. should. You should. In fact, Pierre, why don't you why don't you pick up a child right there uh, and show them how comfortable you are? Here, I'm going to. Uh, how about pick you up? There we go. Come on. Come to Uncle Pierre. <laughs> Jeez, that? That's scary. Yay. Yay! Yay! She's reaching for her mother. She doesn't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't yeah. like, like this at all. <laughs> Get away! He could be Captain Noah Weah. Oh my god! I, I am really, I am. And remember, I'm on more than Thanksgiving. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna listen every single day. Yeah. And uh, and thank you to Gina and Allison, our calendar girls, our uh, cover girl, oh, and Miss Gina January and Allison have been there. great. The Dunkin' Donuts crew have been great. Our MM Army, we got uh, Mike, and we've got uh, Connor, who is here with us, doing a great, great job. Al's back with you guys, and uh, <laughs> we're heading back shortly to uh, carry on the rest of my adventures. By the way, in case I don't make it back in time. 2 p.m., we've got an interview with uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Awesome. That's awesome. All right, I'll make sure I hit that again in Music News. Excellent. uh, Uh, That's going to be very cool. Wonderful. All right, thank you, Pierre. You've done good today, sir. All right. on, you crazy kids. All right, we'll see you in a little bit. Wow. It's good. Nobody does it like he does. Nobody does it, exactly. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question. Hang on, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Wait, uh-huh. I might have a legitimate birthday shard out for Oh, today. wow. Uh, let's see. 44th birthday on February 13th. There you hey. go. Okay, so, hey, Preston, you give my husband, Tom, a really juicy shard out for his 44th birthday, February 13th. We both listen to the show every day at work and are always texting, texting each other uh, throughout the morning about the funny things we hear and can relate to. Tom is an amazing husband and father to our two teenage girls. He deserves this shout out uh, for putting up with all us girls in the house on a daily basis. I know it isn't easy sometimes. Even our dog is a female. Happy birthday, Tom. From all your girls, we love you. And that's from Lori Callison. So here you go. And I got that one right. Well done. Thank God. And you all got right. the one one month ahead of time. We're going to do a lesson question, and today we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show. And the question, we had a few of them to go to today. And I'll go with this. Manthe, who might go on a date with a bachelor in Kansas, puts the what in succulents. 215-263-WMMR. Manthe, who might go on a date with a bachelor in Kansas, puts the what in 
in succulents. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by New Jersey Transit Police Department reminding you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity at one eight 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 tips njt or text your report to njt PD. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Rose McGowan calling out Natalie Portman saying she is, quote, an actress who acts like a victim. Portman says she is very much a victim, reminding everyone she was in The Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amber Rose firing back at critics of her large face tattoo that reads bash slash in honor of her children. Some are suggesting that eventually, after years of sagging, bash slash will reach her gash. Oh, oh. And finally, the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, setting a new record, spending $165 million to purchase a Beverly Hills estate. Bezos also purchased a family that had been living in the house and will put them in his human zoo. Oh, <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All righty. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Manthony, uh, who might go on a date with a bachelor in Kansas, puts the what in succulents. And I am going to Maureen to see if she knows the answer. Hey there, Maureen. Hi. All right, Maureen. Sucks. Yeah, the suck. Yes, in succulents. Damn, you're good, Maureen. Hang on a second. We'll get your information. And we will give you a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show Friday through Sunday at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. For more information and discount tickets, go to phillyhomeandgardenshow.com. We're going to get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Uh, Their expert audiologist will help you hear your best. For more information, visit salusuhealth.com slash PEI. Foo Fighters have completed work on their 10th studio album, according to band leader Dave Grohl. Uh, Grohl said that the material on the follow-up to to 2017's Concrete and Gold spans his entire career. He said, uh, we just finished making a record. Some of those songs, the best ones happen in 45 minutes. Then there's other songs. There's a riff on the new song, uh, on the new record that I've been working on for 25 years. The first time I demoed it was in my basement in Seattle. Uh, So he's been hanging on to that for a while. And he also confirmed, I think this sounds great. He's working on a new documentary, and it will be focused on van touring. Oh, I love that. He said, "I've in, and, and not like the van life, this is bands. Yeah. He said... Bands and bands. I've interviewed everybody. The Beatles toured in a van. Guns N' Roses, Metallica, U2. Everybody has had a van. There's something about that time, you wear it like a badge. He said, <laughs> the movie isn't much about really awesome van tour and anecdotes, uh, it's more about the drive to do it. Why would anybody give up everything, quit their job, leave everything behind just to chase this dream with no guarantee you're ever going to make it? And you starve, you bleed, you're sick, you're pissed, you get taken to jail and in fights, but you always make it to the next gig. Everyone has the same story, and it's absolutely the key to success. Do you think years and years and years ago, like Chopin and Beethoven, buggy tours? Sure, they probably yeah. did buggy tours. <laughs> yep, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Grohl did not indicate when the album will arrive or what it was called, but 2020 also marks the 20th anniversary of Foo Fighters' self-titled debut. 
Papa Roach guitarist Sherry Horton will sit out of the band's European tour after breaking two fingers on his left hand. Ow! His temporary replacement for the trek will be Anthony Esperance. Uh, Horton broke the news of his injury on social media on Wednesday. He shared an x-ray image of his left hand as well as a post-surgery photo of the stitches in his ring and pinky fingers. So he's on the beach for a little while. David Lee Roth is currently out on the road in his element, serving as the opening act for Kiss. And during a chat, Diamond Dave slipped in a brief update on Eddie Van Halen. And, by the way, this is there are plenty of David Lee Roth quotes in here. Of course. Uh, he said, uh, what I do can be derailed by a whole lot of things. My closest, dearest colleague, Edward, has run up against a wall on turn three. He's not doing well. Uh-huh. I've heard only what you've heard. I have not seen him in some time. So, this is about with uh, esophageal? Yeah, but it's still pretty vague. Okay. Uh, he moved on, though, describing himself in terms that far exceeded a simple rock front man, explaining David Lee Roth is not a rock band. David Lee Roth is an attitude. David Lee Roth is an answer. What would Dave do? And that's not always so funny. I've seen young people join the Marines based on that. I know a couple of a uh, couple of Marines who didn't come back. I know what their parents think. I know what I know. People who got married based on that. And you ask me why I seek the company of chickens. And I know a few who got divorced based on that. There are a lot of considerations. Bittersweet. Mm-hmm. There's a little sea salt in the caramel, and I take it all seriously. Right. It has always been way more transcendent than simply music. Uh-huh. He went on to sing the praises of the band who hired him to warm up their audiences, meaning Kiss. He said, Kiss has transcended the bias of music the way Cirque du Soleil or Blue Man Group has. Yes, exactly. Blue Man Group. He said... Jesus I, Christ. He said, <laughs> he said I myself would reckon... If he mentions the Wiggles, kill him. <laughs> David Lee Roth killed. He said, I myself would recommend to them, uh, if that, in fact, mm-hmm. this is the final tour, perhaps go right. blue. He says, go blue man group. Right. Why couldn't there be six variations of Kiss traveling on the continent? Because it includes so much more than the music. Why couldn't there be a huge mallet in my hands right now? <laughs> and he said, it begins with the music, but it extends into theater and, I'll say with respect, circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave went on to say, for myself... I'm calling this the last tour unless it isn't. Once I throw in the shoes, uh, though I'm thinking of going lassie, there will be five of me touring, and allegedly one of them will be a girl. Uh, you're going to have to come and see the shows. Jesus se- Christ. Several times. The hell is he talking about? Going lassie? Uh, just all of them. In other words, there there were many dogs that were uh, purportedly yeah. lassie. Okay. But right. uh, not, there was not the... You know, they were melting. Well, it would be nice if they get one of uh, yeah. a David Lee Roth they could sing. Yeah. God, I'd love to have a dog <laughs> in place of him. Mm-hmm. You know, Casey Boy was wondering if it's ever okay to refer to yourself in the third person. Nick mm. thinks no. Nick <laughs> thinks no? Okay. Yep. All right, and then one last thing. It was 50 years ago today that Black Sabbath released its self-titled debut album. Uh, the album 50 years ago. Oh, my God. Sabbath. It's... It- it's disgusting is what it is. <laughs> uh, the LP, which was uh, issued in the U.K. first before arriving in the U.S. in June 1970, arguably set the tone, style, and template for what became modern heavy metal music. The heavy, crashing guitars, wailing vocals, thunderous rhythms, and eerie, occult-drenched lyrics would become influential to untold numbers of bands over the next five decades. Um, Ozzy, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward, listen to this, 
recorded that album, Black Sabbath, in 12 hours. Jesus. In October 1969. How about that? Unbelievable. And that now they're al- all doing ads for bathtubs you can sit up in. <laughs> that album <laughs> contains such classic metal tracks as The Wizard, NIB, and the song Black Sabbath. Uh, the band took its name from an old uh, Boris Karloff horror movie. Yes. With Bill Ward saying, it's true that we were influenced by watching horror movies. Black Sabbath is a great horror movie. But he added that Sabbath's style matured into something that was almost waiting to arrive. Although a lot of established bands were playing loud rock then, what Sabbath did made it very different. Uh, critics were not receptive to the album. Uh, with then-influential rock critic Lester Bangs, uh, calling the group unskilled laborers. Nevertheless, the record sold a million copy- copies by the end of 1970. Uh, so they did pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, the legend was born and, and uh, many times... I forget who the artist was who uh, issued a collection of their some of their critical reviews over the years. And uh, it, it, it was just kind of a, a, an indictment of criticism and critics in general. I believe it. Yeah. I never, but I don't think of Black Sabbath in terms of 50 years. I no. Just, I just no. don't. So. It was just yesterday. Yeah, pretty wild. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, we have a chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Rush tribute band called Lotus Land. They're very good. Uh, yes, yeah, Saturday, <laughs> July 18th at the uh, Keswick Theater. They're, they're solid. They're like uh, uh, sea salt. Uh, tickets go on caramel. caramel, chocolate, exactly like a push pop. Uh, tickets <laughs> go ends. go on sale uh, tomorrow at ten a.m. via axs.com. Caller number eight. We're going to give you a pair of tickets two one five two six three. Stretch Armstrong on the noonday sun. <laughs> I just I, hang on. I have to wrap my mind around that for a moment. I've been with David Lee Roth too long. <laughs> yeah, so uh, call now if you want those tickets. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong in the in the, the noonday noon sun. sun. His elasticity quotient skips up dramatically because oh, you, of the heat. Even farther, yeah. yeah. Your friend can be all the way across the yard holding one hand. Yeah. And there you are on the other side holding if you're the other hand. To put him in the freezer and then oh, no, try that. The absolute opposite. Yeah, exactly. No stretchability at all. Never I really thought you were being more poetic. Thought about that. Like Stretch Armstrong in the noonday sun. No, he's being literal. Yeah, yeah. It's for my new fragrance, <laughs> chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Gene Simmons for chicken. Fragrance like Stretch Armstrong in the noonday sun. Chicken. Like Twizzlers raining from the sky. Call. <laughs> Call of the mighty bird. Free range. It doesn't end there. A lightning flash. A cacaw. <laughs> A nugget. Original or extra crispy. <laughs> I have one chicken finger, and I think you know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they comes in original recipe and oh, crispy? And crispy. Wow. The only fragrance that does. Wow. All right. <laughs> Gene Simmons. Chicken. <laughs> I think we should take a break. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get ready to come back and wrap up the program, which is exactly what we're going to do. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? Highly suspect. Featuring Ashes to New. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Band is called Blue Stones. Song is called Shaking Off the Rust. 
what was that all about? No, no, no. There's so, just a, a way of acknowledging um, <laughs> uh, Pierre's uh, uh, okay. giving up his time this morning. And, and... There, there was a ruckus going on here in the studio, and I was half-assed paying attention. I have no idea. Bill was it's going just... back and forth between you guys. What was that? Bill was being Bill. Okay. That's, all, that's, that's and, the and explanation. And Bill thought he, he heard... Nick being snarky about something that Nick was legitimately offering. And I, I have a good snark meter, but he was legitimately offering something. And so I And I was up. the one being snarky. Yes. <laughs> and he blamed it on Nick. But, but this is one of the rare times that it, it deflected away from Kathy yeah. and someone else called. Yeah. Normally, yeah, yeah. normally Kathy gets yelled at for like something I say. Yeah. So this was great. Nick got in trouble. So. Oh, <laughs> the best. God. He called me Mr. Snark. <laughs> he did. Well, it's Dr. Trying to pull one over yeah, on thank him. You. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, what did you say? I said I'm going. I would like to fill out a, a card for Pierre. We have a, a, an attaboy board in yeah. our in our kitchen, and I said I'm, I'm happy to do it. Organize. Well, he, so he had said to me, "Why don't you fill out a, a card for Pierre?" And I just immediately, before he's finished his sentence, said no. <laughs> And then Nick so jumped you're, in. So you're being sarcastic. You're sarcastic, joking. yes. Yeah. And so Nick jumped in. And I said, I'm happy to do it. I organized this thing tomorrow, uh, this morning, and Pierre did a great job. I, I would love to do it. And, and Bill, without <laughs> missing a beat, goes, well, thanks a lot, Mr. Snark. <laughs> and I was like, no, man. I was genuinely wanting to thank Pierre for giving up his time. <laughs> and I, I heard it. I'm like, I, I, it, it was completely legit the way it was said. And, and, and it was one of those cases where Bank shot off Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Landed on me. In the side pocket. Jeez, Nick, I, I don't understand why you talk to him like that, man. He's your boss. <laughs> yeah. That's Dr. Snark to you, mister. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. Oh, All right. Well, thanks, Pierre. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Pierre, he's on the line. He's on the phone line. Hey, what? We, could, we can do the letter of the day with him. I'll do our thank yous in a moment because I don't want to. I don't want to keep him too long. Hey, Pierre. Good day, citizens. Good day, sir. Uh, so you're going to help out with the letter of the day. I am prepared to do that. We're we're only a we're actually the building is within sight, but I won't quite make it. So, all right, all right. Um, fair enough. Let me let me play the sounder thingy, and then we'll do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I'm so glad you asked. O as in open. Oh, oh okay, okay, oh. excellent. We got it, and uh, we'll see you in just a moment, okay? Uh, you will, and that's where you'll see me. And um, we had a great time, by the way. Before oh. I forget, the, the lady at our second stop um, uh, told me that uh, she's got a huge crush on Nick. Oh, oh that is uh, Hetty Jane Dorn. I, I score big with the 67-year-old, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, she... She actually said, does he like older women? I said, very much so. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. I'll set her up with Bill. All right, and you have your interview with uh, Billy Joe today at uh, 2 o'clock, correct? That is correct. We'll talk about the new record, and I've got a great piece played for him that he loved. Uh, So um, it's a really special moment. It actually moved him a great deal, so we're going to have that as part of the interview. Uh, We got workforce blocks. Among the blocks, we will do a block. It was uh, National DJ Day um, uh, recently. And, of course, it was during uh, Martin Luther King holiday, so we missed that. But we're going to do a block of DJ songs, among some other things, in the noon hour. So that plus Billy Joe Armstrong, plus a great time with our wonderful crew, uh, Al and uh, Mike, and our lovely calendar girls. You're beautiful girls. Thank you. Tell us who you are and which calendar you're on. Um, I mean, which month of day you are, whatever it is. I'm Allison. I'm Miss June, and I'm also the cover. That's right. I'm Gina, and I'm Miss January. And there you have it. So um, they are always a month for me, and they are petunias of a special flower. 
Exactly. Yeah, are, all right. We'll see you in a moment, Pierre. Thanks, man. You still owe me big time. Okay. <laughs> we do. We always, do. Yeah, always. always. Thank you, bud. All right. Uh, by the way, the prize we're giving away, $500 Steven Singer gift card, and you can get one of Steven Singer's popular Fully dipped classic gold roses for Valentine's Day starting at just $69. Uh, or my copy always said 59 so whatever, figure it out. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. <laughs> I want to thank our guest today. Thank you to John Dore. He is one funny guy. I love his style. He's great. Thank you to uh, Nick Liberato. Uh, Restaurants on the Edge Netflix six episode season premieres February 28th. Local. Make sure you support him. Check that out. And also, thank you to, uh, speaking of local, Colleen Grogan from Phoenixville won an Oscar. She's awesome. Has an Emmy and that won a BAFTA. The the movie is uh, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. She was really cool. Yeah. And I think that is, yeah, and thank you to Duncan and thank you to Gina and Allison and everybody on board for that whole thing. So, wonderful, uh, fun day today. And thank you also to the Duncan Caravan people who uh, emailed in Denise Rudman, uh, Hedy Jane Dorn, and Lindsay Dufrescio. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Uh, let me see. I got to thank uh, sponsors. Preston and Steve show has been brought to you today by the Philly Pops, Phil Collins, and the music of Genesis. It's March 6th through the 8th. Tomorrow on our program, it's Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. And we're going to have two people. We have two people that signed up to do this who are going to come in. Adults never kissed anyone in their life. Yeah. And we are gonna, we're going to break that seal, and we're going to start a new life for them tomorrow. We have our own professional kissers who will be here to kiss them tomorrow morning. It'll be a magical moment. I think we have all sorts of things in place for safety purposes. I think we have certified dental hygienists, Case, correct? No, we do not. Oh, we do not. All right. Uh, But we'll make sure they have wonderful fresh breath. We'll bring toothpaste. Uh, We also have Paul Paul Mercurio stopping by the studio. Paul's great, yeah. So that'll be cool. It'll be a great way to wrap up uh, the week. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. The route number is 95. The speed limit is 55. Not the other way around, you jerks. Slow down before you kill somebody. Next message. Well, since we're learning about days of the week, I figured I would bring everybody's attention Thursday. Thursday is actually Thursday. And it makes sense because with the accent, it probably sounds like third. So... It got a thunder third. So happy Thursday. Next message. To the hole in the white Jeep that beat at me. And I had the right away. my you you jersey. Because that's where I was. Learn how to draw the yellow license plated. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack! Sell them for less.